Everybody move back from the ropes. If you don't move back, we're gonna turn this music off, and that's my word. Alright, gentlemen. Welcome back. Y'all know what time of the year it is. Time to end the year with a bang. Time to wrap this stuff up right here. We had one amazing year. It was a nice little bounce back year for us. Oh, yeah. For the wonderful world of cinema. We had some highlights. We definitely got some low lights to talk about too, man. But overall, I'm very happy with 2022 right now. Ryan, how you feeling about 2022, man? You ready to talk about this right now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very excited. <laughs> Rick, I can't wait to hear both of y'all's opinions more than anything. I'm oh, very yeah. excited to talk. Sean, how we doing, man? So doing, you had a little casino trip, man. Doing how good. we been doing on that one? Doing good, man. I won some money. Uh, me and my dad went out there, had a good time. Uh, drove back through the worst snow and ice ever, but Which we made it through. So. Very reckless on your end. Yeah, very reckless. right. We didn't think about that. We just having a good time. But, uh, yeah, just getting through this week, ready for the new year, man. So, yeah. A gambler is going to travel any damn way. <laughs> we find a way to. We get there by land. You know, water or whatever, snow, ice, we get there, you know. So uh, it was a good time. We still had a good time. Uh, we was just scared of shit on the way back. So, yeah, we learned our lesson not to do that no more. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you came back in one piece. Yeah, man, we made it. Sir. We made it. And, of course, you had to take last week off because you was feeling a little bit under the weather. Yeah, man. I was. I was. So I got through that. Still got a little bit of a cough here and there. But good to go, man. I'm ready to, ready to roll. Ready to roll. Man, glad you're doing well. Glad Thanks, we all man. doing Appreciate well, it. man. Good to see my boys again. Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like we went on for like a month. So. I know, man. I feel like I've been on vacation, <laughs> like the wrong kind of vacation. Yeah, that, that's the right kind of vacation. So, yeah, but everybody who has been noticing what's been going on right here, this is Cinemax Avance, aka the greatest podcast in the world. Sean over here, Ryan yes, right sir. next to me, your man Tommy right here. We're ready to get y'all educated for what happened this past year. So, y'all strap in. We're going to have one killer ass show right now, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody did their homework this past week. Everybody went through all their notes. Mm-hmm. I got my piece of paper right here because I'm going to compete with Ryan right now on who <laughs> really is a savant of all savants oh, right man. now. Yeah. I do a deep dive on my research, Ryan. I try to do the same. Now, keep in mind, uh, I'm pretty sure all three of us, we're going to have our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, we'll I, have I am a- very interested in how your list compares to mine. Because I'm guessing I have at least one surprise for all y'all for what made either of my lists as far as the bad ones and the good ones. Excited about that. I feel likewise, actually. It surprised me, actually. Uh, Did it? Two movies that I just saw on Saturday night made my top five. And this took a lot of contemplating from Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. But I put both of them in there. And I uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But... Uh, I think I have a surprise as well. All right. Well, let's get, let's get this show started. But first off, because I'm trying to be mindful of the pleasant year that we had, but I also want to go back and reflect on like just a little bit of the downside of this year because it took a lot of our stars this past year. Yeah. So I like to call out some of the stars that we lost this past year. Some of them they're just the notable ones. I'm not trying to you know downplay anybody's death, but these are like. It's hard to say it's a highlight of a low light to say that, you know, somebody's death is like a notable death because they're all notable deaths, just so that we're clear. But these are the ones that I just think that, you know, a lot of the fans will probably notice along what I did notice in the past. Like, for one, Christy Alley passed just, you know, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. Uh, if y'all care enough, Gallagher, the comedian, the water, the watermelon smashing guy that most people know him as, he passed this year. Bring it back to my childhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jerry Lewis passed this year. Uh, Leslie Jordan. 
that was the one that hit me a little bit harder. He was a, uh, I feel like he just became a meme this past year, but uh, you know, a very talented actor. I, th- I remember seeing him in like ski school or something like that growing up. And he had another show with uh, David Allegria the past uh, few years called uh, the cool kids, basically like a, for older friends in a nursing home. And it was funnier than it had any right to be. It was hilarious. And he was a very funny actor. So yeah, his, his passing kind of hit me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Angela Lansbury passed this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Hache, tragic death for her. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, uh, Paul Servino, uh, Mary Damn. Alice, James Kahn, Ray Liotta, Fred Damn. Ward. Uh, Damn. Damn. I forgot about Ray yeah, Liotta. Man. Yeah. Man. Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, oh. Yeah, he passed this year. Uh, William Hurt. Uh, Ivan Rettman. Uh, oh, filmmaker. The yeah, the Ghostbusters, direct, Ghostbusters yeah. director. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis Anderson, Bob Saget, and of course the legend, the hero to a lot of us in the black community, uh, Sidney Poitier. Oh yeah, the Ooh, one that passes here. Gets damn. Yeah, those those are, those are the ones that that made my list as far as like like what really struck me this past year. The, the ones that really threw me off and. Sidney Portia, I just see him as like one of those guys that feel like he's just gonna live forever. Like he's always been around, he's yeah. always gonna be around, guiding the black community, like like leading us towards the promised land. I like always felt like he was gonna be there. So yeah, when he passed, that was definitely a sad one. And uh, last but not least, because it happened with, with the uh, the past couple of weeks, was uh, Twitch. Uh, he was a DJ on the yep. Generous yep. show. I saw Switch, that. Yeah. That hit me pretty hard. That hit me really, really hard. I was like, damn man. Like even when you see like somebody on the internet. Like out there making their videos with the wife, looking happy as hell, like they're still battling some private demons. So that one, that one hit me pretty hard. That like Twitch passed away because he was only forty, and you know, he was really going through some stuff. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, like he had to go. Like he saw no other way out. So I want to say prayers and condolences to everybody who lost somebody this year, especially in the cinematic world. We lost a lot of great heroes of ours that all shaped and shifted our imaginations, our childhoods, our dreams, our hopes, everything that we saw in the cinema world. You guys had an imprint on us. So I want to say thank you for all that you left behind on us. And I want to say, Hey, I'll, I'll see you in another life. Hopefully I'll see you guys in the future. If I make it on to those pearly gates or wherever (laughs) else I'm going, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure I did somebody some bad in my life and they'll probably wait for me to go to hell. But you know, (laughs) in the meantime, I'm saying I'm going to go to heaven. Oh, uh, you're a villain in somebody's story, so hopefully you can just you know exactly. get through that. So you know, it's, so. it's like that, but yeah, those those were those some of the sad passings of this past year. Did I miss anybody? Like y'all had anybody else that might have made your list? It took know me that, by surprise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, William Godfrey. I, I didn't even know that guy passed. I probably remember hearing about it, but yeah, you just saying that just now just struck a new chord in my brain. I forgot that guy passed away. I know. I was looking through it. I was like, wow. Like he passed, I've completely forgot that he had passed. Louis Anderson was the one that I I definitely forgot that he passed. And and if I want to be funny, uh, I want to say uh, rest in peace to Amber Heard's career. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that that passed this year, short lived uh, as it was. Yeah, that was very short lived. That, that was that was very short lived. Uh, the DC universe as we know it, hey. you know, that, that's that's passed on right Biggest now. Biggest wasted opportunity in cinematic history. Uh, Will Smith's masculinity that passed this this year. He definitely lost that one. Uh, I don't think you want to say that to even Mendez, who's I, probably banging right now. Uh, Jada Pickett's hair has <laughs> <laughs> gone. Uh, Chris Rock's like uh, his right cheek, is his right still, face, pro- still in recovery right now. Face, yeah, yeah. praying for that. Oh, his man. career's prospering, but 
you know, like you said, that that video is not going anywhere anytime soon. I can't wait to see what kind of jokes they're going to have on the Oscars this coming year. Shit, you know, some people they ain't got no chill. No, I can't be... wait to see if they have the right comedian there. I'm I'm guessing they're going to really just like torch like Will Smith's ass at, at least a little bit because he probably deserves it. But I think he's on like the redeeming side on my on my story. I'm starting to forgive him just a little bit more as time goes by. That's all you can do. Time heals most wounds, and that's all we got right now. Yeah. So, and it's been what since March of, of this last year. So, yeah, yeah, we coming back around on that now. You know, so yeah. Just to be clear, Will Smith don't owe me shit. He doesn't owe the public apology, but I just hope that he does the work on himself. That he has some kind of peace within himself, because obviously he has a lot of demons that he's battling. God knows what's going on behind his doors. I, I'm just hoping that he's he's living the life that he wants to live and he's actually living in his truth and he has some kind of peace as he moves forward. I really do hope that he gets that for himself Agreed. and, and everybody involved. I, he's still, he's still a hero to a lot of people. I'm just looking at him just a little bit differently, but I can't condemn him for the rest of my life. You know, you slowly and surely I'll start working my way back to Will Smith films again. But as of right now, I taking baby steps, mostly because of Ryan, Ryan nudged me in that direction. So I'm trying to be a friend. I'm trying to listen to him, go watch, that latest movie that he put out, and I guess we'll we'll get to it if it makes somebody's list, and if it makes the wrong list, then we can really get into it. We can trash it, but <laughs> well, in the meantime, I'll just say, hey, Will Smith, like on my side, you're forgiven, and I'm hoping that you do nothing but the best moving forward. I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else we need to get into before we get into our list? I don't think we're no? ready to go. Yeah. No, because we're going to do our top five lists of the best movies of this year, mm-hmm. and then we're going to give our top three worst. of the worst. Man, yep. good God. That, that was a harder list to, for me to make. I made my top five very yeah. quickly. I very, did too. Very quickly. Yeah, but the hardest part was the worst. I I, I agree, yeah. So. I struggle with my top five favorite. Well, uh, well you probably watch a lot more, you know, movies than us. Like, not just like I'll, mainstream movies, but you, you, you kind of give off the vibe underground of like, stuff, yeah, you like low budget stuff that we haven't seen. You probably, you look like somebody that's seen foreign films. Yeah. <laughs> I have, a lot. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's a foreign film from South Korea that I'm disappointed to make on the list. See? But, yeah, but, I wouldn't even you, know about it. Yeah, There's, there's a know. movie out there about a homicide detective investigating the, the death of, of a male adult, and he gets in an affair with that guy's wife with that guy's wife whose who's case is investigating, who's probably the prime suspect. Yeah, I tell can tell me how that's going. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds fucking Infidelity awesome. never ends the, the way that you yeah. think it's going. A homicide detective decides to get in a relationship with the main suspect of a murder case. It, it's worth seeking out foreign cinema. And just, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's one movie – there's a couple movies I want to mention during the show, but there's one movie that's been getting a lot of hype this year. It's called RRR, Rise, Revolt, something from India. Yeah, Indian movie, yeah. And I'll never hear that one. Yeah. RRR. I, that, that, some of those Indian it's movies are It's been getting hype for the past seven months. Though. Ridiculous. Yeah, we see clips of that on Facebook all the time. <laughs> it be blowing up and throwing people in the air, and it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. Well, uh, if anybody likes RRR out there, I haven't seen it yet. I may re had to redo my top five list. And by the way, yeah, thank you guys for allowing me to be the third wheel on Cinemax Avants. This show was great. Oh, yeah. We Before did I even came on, you guys do great work. And I wish both both of you guys' families, including our DJ Scott, who's not right here right now, I wish all your families the best 2023 possible. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Yeah, 2022 was very good for the cinematic world. And it was very good to us, Cinemax Avants. We had a really good year. 
the highlight for me was definitely the the Black Panther night out with all our family. And that friends. was fun. That, 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 was, that, fun. that was a good time. Was a good like night, me, man. meeting and mingling with the family. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan, typical fashion, showed up a little bit late. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> you can make Sorry. an entrance. I swear. Oh, you should have just came in with somebody throwing flowers at you. I know, man. <laughs> like, all right, Ryan is here. All right, now we can now we can watch the news. I was hoping y'all didn't even see when I came in. I was embarrassed. I saw you. And the Bills lost. On top of that, I remember seeing you walk in. You turned around, looked at all, looking lost and shit. So, <laughs> where the hell am I at? This the right theater? Shit. Man. I was very tempted to go up to the to the booth. Like, hey, can you rewind? The movie? <laughs> like Ryan just got here, so, so we, got, we got to start this. Sh- I pay for this, man. Just like like rewind a movie. Like we'll start all over again. We'll just run late. That's all. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you, time for no, that. It, I, I had a it, it wouldn't have been, it would have been us if, if Ryan wasn't like there to like to disrupt coming in late. Like, all right, my bad, my apologies. Like, on my way, guys. Oh. I swear, right around the corner. Like, no, you ain't. I'm still halfway, man, because I didn't have to sit close to you guys watching that movie. That movie wrecked me more so than it seems it did a lot of people. Oh, wrecked no. me. It, it it left a lasting impression on me. Woo. But yeah, we we can, we'll we'll get we'll definitely get to that. Okay. Now, just to make sure we're on the same page, do we want to do our top five best, or y'all want to go through the low lights first? Um, what, what seems more enticing for us? It's y'all's choice. With? We can do the low lights, and then we'll start from the bottom to up. So I know the fifth being the you know your fifth best to your number one, like we usually do. So thank yeah. thank thank you, because yeah. I definitely want to do the low lights first. Yeah, I want to yeah. make sure we're all so, on the same page. Ah, shit. All right, so <laughs> there's some lows this year. It's very low. All right, so top three. You know, I, I'll, I'll lead off. Okay. So, since I'm deemed the heart and soul of the show, set, set the tone, man. Set the tone. All right, so the low light for me, my my number three for the low light, unfortunately, is Amsterdam. Ooh. Okay, so I can't I can't comment because I haven't seen that yet, but I do see it on black uh, black um, HBO Max. Yeah, so yeah. HBO Max. Yeah. I was I was a little, I was mildly hyped because I love the cast that they put together on this. John David Washington. This turned out to be a great actor. He's slowly leaving the shadow of his father, and he's making his own path, which is wonderful to see. Because I did not want it to be like another like a case of nepotism, making it into Hollywood based off like just like their uh, their parents' name. He is a wonderful actor. I cannot take anything away from him. He does the best job that he can in this movie. Christian Bale, he does what he always does. He disappears into the role, unlike other actors that are out, that are out there. He disappears into the role. He does the best he can with that. But overall, this story was fucking terrible. I could not follow what was going on, and more so, I was uninterested in what was going on. That was the sad part. Margot Robbie could have been buck-ass naked in this movie, and I would have missed it because I fell asleep. Man, This movie should have just stayed on the cutting room floor. It should have never made it. They should have just watched the first draft of this movie, the first cut, and said, you know what, guys? Let's just do a Batgirl on this shit, man. Let's just wrap it up, man, and just send everybody. Give everybody a checks. Like, we'll cut our losses. We'll write this off, like, during tax time. We do not let anybody need to see this movie. Robert De Niro deserved better than this. Christian Bale, Tim Lee Oliphant. Like, uh, the be- like I told y'all, the best thing about this movie was when they pushed uh, Taylor Swift in front of a truck and killed her. I was like, damn, this movie's <laughs> Taylor hit. Swift is in Amsterdam? Exactly. She was in there so short, man. Like, it, it was just... It felt random, but once again, I say these big ensemble casts that they have on movies like this, mm-hmm. they for the most part, they don't work. Unless it's a Marvel movie, it doesn't work very often. It's very, very rare. A big ensemble like this does work. It, it was just it was just sad to watch. So, yeah, my number three for oh, t- the top worst movies of the year, unfortunately, is Amsterdam. So, oh, well. if y'all want to go out and confirm my 
my, my theory right there that is one of the worst. Go ahead, but I, yeah. I advise y'all not to watch it. What else y'all got? Um, I got number three for me as far as worse uh, from last year. The movie Moonfall. <laughs> Terrible. Man. That was bad. I remember we saw that in the theater, and we were hyped to see it for some reason because it, it looked good. Uh, a moonfall. A mysterious force knocks the moon from his orbit and around the and and around the Earth and sends it into complete chaos. Uh, the trailer looked it, fire. It looked, it looked great. Holly Berry and uh, I love Nash- Patrick Wilson. Uh, I love like a Me like too. a disaster movie. That's what I saw. It would be something completely different. Oh, God, it was so terrible. Oh my God! Like when I saw what it was, I'm like, what the hell? It was something from like our ancestors that they put inside the moon, and it was like. Causing all this chaos. Now, if it, if it would have just been a natural disaster movie, I think I would have liked it better if it was just a natural disaster. Yeah, they had with to go the, the alien with route. the alien route and all this AI, artificial intelligence, all that stuff. I, I didn't like that. That was one of the worst things I've seen. I mean, we like I said, we were hyped to see that. We went to the theater and watched that, and uh, we were both looking at each other like, "What the shit is this movie?" You know, what I mean. So this I think was, I apologized to my wife for yeah, there yeah. Too. I was because, like, Man, oh, I, I am so sorry. This came out. Last <laughs> I saw Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Oh, yeah, right. Patrick Wilson. Our boy from The Conjuring, you know, we thought we was into something here. It started off like any other disaster movie. Somebody who he only he could figure it out. He works at a Dairy Queen or some shit. He's, you know, what I mean, like, come on, man, get the hell out of here. Like the top NASA people don't know what's going on, but he has research on it. And he's been following it for ten years and notices that the moon is out of orbit and all that stuff. Like it just was typical natural disaster movie. Then it turned into an alien movie on top of that. One of the worst things of the year. For me, number three, starting off with the worst, I'm going to go with the movie Moonfall. Came out last January, which was, it just seemed like yesterday. I know, it was, I did, yeah. it was definitely the first quarter. I thought, yeah, like, all right, yeah, we're going to yeah. start it off with a bang. And yeah, it was like, no, nope. that was a dud. A uh, big time dud. The, the, the special effects didn't even help. I mean, I've seen cars jumping over stuff when it was right when the gravity would change. They'd float through the gravity and come back down. And, that was terrible. Uh, terrible, terrible. Yeah, they were yeah. escaping that NASA facility. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So They uh, turned into frogs. That was terrible. Terrible, terrible. So, Moonfall for me, number three, uh, as far as worst of uh, 2022. I can't argue that one at all. That was bad. That was was a very good bad pick. (laughs) That was was a very good bad pick. Ryan, come on, man. I'm very interested in what you got at your your bottom three. Okay. Honorable mention bottom three is the Netflix movie Blind, the Marilyn Monroe biopic. Uh, I believe directed by Andrew Dominic, made one of the most underrated great movies of all time the assassination of jesse james by the coward um howard ford i believe with brad pitt starring it was it was freaking amazing he's a great filmmaker but this movie was straight garbage we talked briefly about some of the horrible sexual scenes that take place in it and for reasons we'll get into i later on the show i I just want to say i can understand the dark side of the entertainment industry. So that's what intrigued me about the premise of this movie. But Netflix, you had one of the hottest actresses working and you, she was perfect casting and you guys did not do a second draft. If there's one bad thing about Netflix is they are so happy and so willing to pay talented individuals just to make something. They don't make them go through a second draft and do the normal process where they say, no, we should, we're going to put the creative team together and start the creative process. This works, this doesn't. This That's the creative process. That failed. Blondie is terrible. There's too many 
talented individuals involved for that movie to be as garbage. And she's such an iconic actress and speaks, especially in this Me Too era that we're in, that movie should have been better. Honorable mention. Number three, the official number three is a movie I was excited for. That's Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2 is the third worst movie of the year. And this is from somebody who liked Terrorizer 1 a lot. Low budget horror movie produced for under a million dollars, grossed about $20 million at the North American box office. That was the first one or the second one? The second one. Okay. Terrifier 2 was made for probably five hundred or six hundred thousand dollars gross twenty million. That's a success. It was it. Very limited I didn't see one commercial on TV during a basketball or football game, anything. Watching the news. It was all off the internet. So it was a financial success and it had a little buzz going and I liked Terrifier One. Underrated hard. I liked it too. It was very nasty, but I like it. This very- movie is trash. And I've seen trashy horror movies since I was probably five years old. But this, most of them are only 80 to 90 minutes long. Terrorizer 2 had the the goal to be two and a half hours Damn. of straight horror trash. It wasn't as funny. It wasn't funny at all. And it was grotesque. So whatever fear any potential viewers of the Netflix Jeffrey Dahmer series had to avoid them from watching this. That's PG compared P- to that. PG. Yeah. I've this, seen the first Terrifier, so I can only imagine what the second one is like. To the extreme, yeah. yeah. I've seen all the Saw movies blowing those out the water. And well, there's a least, lot of Saw movies, to be clear. Absolutely, but at least they had the dignity to know what they are and not get full of themselves. They only tortured me for 90 minutes. <laughs> this only. This movie did it for 150 minutes, well, and didn't... I didn't enjoy more than 10 of it. Absolutely no reason for this movie to be two and a half freaking hours. It was god awful. I think I, it's based off a true story or something similar, right? No, or it's is, a straight horror fantasy. Somebody, there was a maybe it was that's what Pennywise came from. It was actually a dude who dressed up in a clown in Florida that was killing people. I, I might be where they got Pennywise from back in like the sixties or seventies or something. Uh, but, well, I just know. mentioned the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer show. Yeah. They brought in Wayne Gacy. He was a serial killer out of the Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was one of the best things of that series and one of the more shocking ones. That did not. Because, yeah, 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 that final episode of that Jeffrey Dahmer series, they just start off that episode showing uh, John Wayne Gacy Murray. That just, that guy did scare me as a kid. So, yeah, um, there's always been a a phobia of clowns. But that movie is terrible. Terrifier 2. Don't believe the hype. You've heard any hype about the internet. This is one more underrated. A good year for horror, by the way, in 2022. It was pretty decent. It was decent. Other, uh, other, well, yeah, because I do have an... I'll probably have an honorable mention. That'll be a horror film. So, yeah, when we get to the top five. But. Oh, sweet. Terrifier 2 sucks. Um, my third worst movie of the year. I, I am not shocked to hear that. Yeah, because I, I didn't it, hear anybody say anything good about it. Yeah. So. I heard a lot of good books. And I've never seen the first one. It's, it's, I liked it. It's a horror movie for if you into that gruesome part of the horror. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not into the nasty cut your guts out and cut you from your pinochle to your head type stuff. <laughs> I, I like, you know. I'm about I, to say, that's pretty much what yeah, Saul did. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> exactly. This is that. This is that. Terrifier takes it there, and it's a little too much gruesome and gratuity, whatever. It's too bad. There's, uh, there's there's 10 minute murder scenes yeah, and yeah. fantasy child show murders that make no sense. And there's a, that 
ap- worse than the shooting beam into the sky is that chosen one yeah. storyline where you're born to do something. Mm-hmm. They had the nerve to throw that crap in there. Yeah, this is uh, it's just uh, it seemed like animal this w- cruelty, which you guys accused me of being a fan of. Accused yeah. you are. Yeah, you can, <laughs> no, no. You Every time you bring up Batman throwing off a dog, <laughs> yeah. throwing a dog off a roof, you get all happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I if do. we had cameras in here, you light up like a Christmas tree. Oh yeah, you ain't gonna never get a dog from the there's, shelter. There's a big difference between <laughs> a Batman hitting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> and yes, I enjoyed seeing Eve Elba punch a lion in that trailer for oh, that. It's the CGI. <laughs> yes, yeah. CGI. I enjoyed that. That Batman dog was real. <laughs> I, was, I was a dog too. <laughs> Some guy threw a doll at Batman. He punched oh. it over the balcony. That's quality entertainment. But yeah, you don't want to see somebody digging out possum guts in elementary school. Oh. That happens to Terrifier too. A little kid. Pulling out the insides of a possum. All right, man. We just ate. Sorry. I said, I hope you. I saved you guys two and a half hours I'm plus credits yeah. of your life. One of the absolute worst. And I've seen Cabin Fever 2. Oh, yeah. Spring Break, whatever the hell it's called. Oh, my Spring Lord. Breakers is... No, no. <coughs> no, wrong movie. Wrong movie. You talking about bad. Spring Break or Spring Breakers? No, it's it's called Cabin Fever. Cabin uh, Spring Break. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the Spring Break. Disgusting. Now, it's you, like you, when the water goes to like a school's uh, water Oh, I've never seen like. that It's bad. One, oh, it's, it's, so, it's disgusting. It's really bad. But we ain't got to go into all that. So, all right. so thank Sorry. you, Ryan. Terrifier 2. God awful. Okay. Now, next one on my list. And this one made my list mostly because the franchise, to me, didn't have a bad movie until they put this one out, which oh, is damn. very unfortunate. And it's probably not what y'all are thinking. And it's Fantastic Beasts, the sequence of Dumbledore. Ooh. That about it. was so disappointing. Very disappointing. And I am a huge Harry Potter fan. And the fact that they... Put this one out because this was the one where Johnny Depp got replaced because yes, of the sir. whole domestic mm-hmm. abuse uh, claims that Amber Heard made against him. This is one of the movies where he proved that he lost this role because of those allegations. And this movie was completely different without him, which is saying a lot for me because up until this trial, I wasn't the biggest Johnny Depp fan, I'll admit. I admit that he is a very good actor, but for the most part, his stuff isn't for me particularly. <laughs> Which is fine. It's just it's, I understand because Johnny Depp, like he is who he is, man. He, you're gonna get what you're gonna get. But I can definitely <laughs> tell, like the the energy of this movie changed without him being there. When they changed, like the actor from him to uh, Mads, I can't think of it. Middleton. Mad Mills. Thank you very much. Another talented actor, but he did not fit this role at all. They even make him look like Johnny Depp. When they replaced him, they gave him like different color hair. Like the build was different. I saw the trailers. That didn't appear that way. I mean, it's like it's like, damn man. At least you're gonna go from Terrence Howard to to <laughs> a tall, light skin black guy to a short, like, light, a dark skin short. Like, black. come on, you can't go from Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle <laughs> yeah. and say that he ain't talented. It's like, damn, we, you can't get more opposite than that. Like, we gonna no. ignore that this dude dropped like six inches in height and his his melanin is different for real. It's like they didn't even try to acknowledge. They didn't try to find somebody that, was, that looked similar to him. They're just like, all right, man, fuck it, man. Let's get another actor in there. Man. Whoever, where, where are we going to afford? What's in the budget? Like, he free? He ain't doing nothing? All right, man, get him over here. It, it was just an overall bad movie. Because up until that, Harry Potter did not have a bad movie. Even in the Fantastic Beasts franchise, it didn't have a bad movie. And they put this one out, and it was complete and utter fucking garbage. It was absolute garbage. I watched it once. 
I knew immediately I wasn't going to watch it again. I, I remember telling myself, like, for the first 20 minutes, I was like, this movie is going to get bad and it's only going to get worse. And they did not disappoint me on that end. It got worse. Good God almighty did it get, get worse. I am so disappointed. Warner Brothers, shame on y'all for doing what y'all did to Johnny Depp. Y'all deserve everything y'all fucking got based on what's going on with DC and everything else. Y'all deserve this. This deserved a lot better ending to this trilogy than it got. It is a damn shame that they did this to Fantastic Beasts, but unfortunately, this is my number two for one of the worst movies that come out in 2022. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. If you watched it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You want your money back. Now, who got their number two ready? I got my number two ready, and this one really hurt me because I'm such a fan. And it and I've always been a fan, but Halloween ends. Damn. Oh, I was I, hoping one of y'all put it on. I had to. That was so disappointing. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, you guys hurt my feelings. I was so excited. We were so excited to watch it for Halloween and we planned around. We had popcorn and all that stuff and food and we were so hyped. And it just didn't do nothing for me. Is I didn't like the way they Way they set it up, you know. They had, you didn't even see Michael Myers to like the half of the movie. You know, what I mean, I like, know, what, right? where the hell is Michael if Myers? That, at? Yeah, he just showed up to yeah, the last like, what, the, what is this? People you know, hanging out in the sewer. You got teenage gang band members and shit. Like, why are they the <laughs> fucking gangsters and shit? And them, but the band members are whooping people's ass now. I can that, see the football players and basketball players doing that's it. That's Gen now, Z, man. I know. Now you got the people who are playing the clarinet bullying people and shit. You know, they're bullying this dude. I know we pussy now. I man. know. God damn, we can't, we can't even get real bullies no more. Uh, not even it, it, even in the in the movies anymore, but it was just disappointing. It didn't do anything for me. Um, I didn't like the fact that they tried to make him into Michael Myers, the main character, even though he had some issues. Uh, he actually had an accidental death on his hands. It wasn't what really his fault, but they were trying to show that he was leaning towards the angry side and the scary side and you know the demented side and all that stuff. So um, I saw where they were going, but it just didn't work for me. It was probably the worst. One of the worst Halloweens, and I'm going back to the Buster Rhymes and HTO le- error. Oh, we going I mean? back to that. I one. think it's on now those level of bad because I only I watched it twice, and I in the second time it, it, it got even worse for me. So, I'm surprised so, you yeah. watched it. I watched I, it once. I was I, like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, she she did good. She did what she was supposed to do, but it was I just didn't like the way that the direction they took it. And of course, they finally ended Michael Myers. Okay, yeah, whatever. They could bring him back some other way. It was very anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. We knew we Halloween ends. We kind of knew that was going to happen, but um, I was very disappointed in Halloween ends. Um, the first two of that trilogy was way better than the third. The third, they fumbled. It was fumble city for me. I did not like that. And then the way Michael Myers went out at the end, he was, you know, I, I just didn't like it. So uh, for me, number two, as far as Worst movies of the year for me. I'm going to go with what really hurts my heart and very, very, very uh, tough for me to say because I do, I, I, I adore Michael Myers, man. He's one of my favorite in the horror streets. Uh, but they fumbled the ball on this one. Halloween ends number two for me as far as t- top three of uh, 2022. So, And that goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, the audience, it is very hard to stick a landing on a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Very yeah, hard. Fantastic Beasts. They had something good. They just couldn't stick the landing. Halloween ends because this is a new trilogy. Yeah, I, I'm counting this one as a trilogy because it started yeah. with like the new just, Halloween, just the new Halloween. Yeah, yeah. And then they a did planned like trilogy. Halloween kills. You know, yeah, they, yeah, before they even made, they wrote a roll of film on the first one. This was a planned trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
I know, and there, there might be another one that's going to be on my list, but this, it is really hard to stick the landing. This is a bad year for ending a trilogy. That's what I'm learning, yeah. man. This is a yeah. bad year for trilogies, man. Good God, I'm like, what is going on, man? Is this is cinema just losing its way with the creativity? They just, I think so. They get lazy. I think so. Um, this was the same director, right, Ryan? I mean, for all three movies, how did yes. they lose it? The, they lost it bad on this one. Like, they, 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 they really did. Yeah, I, I do want to make it's. Uh, yeah, we're 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 all three movie lovers here. It's it's a group process, and some things go wrong. I think all three of us are huge fans of Blade 1 and 2. Yeah, all the third one was terrible. They can't stick the landing for God's You sake. guys All remember? three movies had one thing in common. Real quick, Sean. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Blade 1, 2, and 3 were all written by the same person. Okay, that makes... What? All yes, three? all three were written by he the same person. He wrote that third bullshit? He must yes. have been high and... The person who wrote all three directed three himself. So that shows how the creative process works because... Apparently he's got some good. There's some great ideas. I would love to see Dracula and Blade. That like, was it could be, that's terrible. Yeah, I, it, <laughs> yeah. what, what he brought yeah. to Dracula, it could have used a good director to yeah. take the good and develop it because into they, something to better. me they took Blade into another realm. Now he has to fight Dracula. Let's keep him where he's at. You know, if you'd have made a good Dracula, I'm yeah. okay with yeah. that. Yeah. You, uh, you you can bring yeah Blade's the biggest bet. Dracula is a good, worthy they, foe for Blade. They, they have both of these movies I'm about to talk about on uh, Netflix. They got Ninja Turtles and Ninja Turtles 2. But you guys remember when they went to like Japan and Ninja Turtles 3? Terrible. Terrible. They, they didn't stick the they landing. They didn't stick. I don't know what the yeah. hell they were thinking, you know? So it's just been doing that for years, you know? So yeah. All right. All right, Ryan. Moving on to you, man. What you got for your number two? Um, Like I said, this is a good year for horror. Um, There's a good movie called Barbarian. That's good. Remember the Mac guy and the nerd from uh, the Mac commercials? Remember they had those f- brilliant commercials against the difference between a Mac and a PC? The Mac guy, who was one of the actors in Barbarian. What's that guy's name? I can't the, remember. The computer guy. geek from Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, Justin Long? Justin Long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played a douchebag in this. Yeah. A douchebag in Barbarian. Which is a good movie, by the way. It was actually really good. He stars in my number two worst movie of the year by the name of House of Darkness, which... Oh, I think you brought this up, I where they were like on a date, and there was like talking in a yes. living room the whole damn movie. The whole movie. And I'm all for the low budget. I support it. Shout out to all you independent filmmakers. But if you want the example of a movie that starts from a low very low standard and it goes absolutely nowhere you're looking at it unlike terrifier 2 this was an original movie and you knew there was going to be a twist coming but the twist was not only predictable but the biggest underwhelming twist it wasn't worth that previous 90 minutes of two people sitting in chairs talking to each other this was if you watch the trailer for House of Darkness, this is going to be a suspenseful horror movie. Literally, the movie starts off with two people leaving a bar and the guy walking into a girl's pretty decent uh, pretty decent house in California somewhere. It's a damn good house. And he's trying to get laid. And, of course, she's holding some dark secret that keeps him there. This movie was tedious. So unnecessary. And far more artful than, uh, far less artful than what they were, the filmmakers are going for. This is a terrible display of acting, filmmaking. 
the absolute worst of low budget cinema. So this movie had a, probably a lower budget than Terrifier Two, and at least Terrifier Two at least was going towards an audience. Both of them sucked, and I'm sorry to rail on the horror movies like this, but this movie, I like the name House of Darkness. I liked it, and from somebody who's lived a single life longer than what he would like to. I can I see the potential and the premise of a guy thinking he's about to get some, yeah. except he he's getting set up to be murdered. But this movie <laughs> delivered on none of that. I, I it feel was you. This terrible. Uh, I somehow keep putting myself in a single life, but it's uh, <laughs> it's um, not always a choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll uh, be making the wrong choices. I can tell you that. But it's tough, and you do you. you, you it's a whole different vibe, and then you get into well, shit. You you'll take what you can get at this point sometimes, but not really. But in that scenario, you, you think you're going to get some sometimes and it turns out to be some bullshit, you know? Oh, yeah. So. And whether we come back to this on Savants or not, Sean, you and two other friends of mine are the biggest Halloween fans I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you and one of them dogged the hell out of it, saying this is the worst piece of shit. And I'm somebody who... Didn't think it was that bad. We're talking and about Halloween Ends. Halloween yeah, Ends yeah, yeah. was not on my bottom three list. And the two movies I mentioned, Terrifier 2 and House of Darkness, make Halloween Ends look like Citizen Kane. I'm not lying. I, so I want to hear your opinion. I need to watch that. Terrifier clip. 2 yeah. and House House of Darkness. I, wow. If it's I'll, so bad, I'm not going to watch it. I know. These are the worst true, movies. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> so. I am, Halloween Ends was the worst out of the trilogy. I'm not in the category saying this is a bad movie movie i semi enjoyed it it just didn't deliver like i said i i'm i there's a big fan base for the dark knight rises but to me even with heath ledger dying there's no reason for you to end the dark knight with saying he's our silent protector uh the hero we don't deserve but the one we need right now he's our dark knight and he's literally riding out to a tunnel of light through the darkness then the He's finally, he's Batman, and he, yeah, he's finally, he's real dope Batman. Dark Knight Rises is eight years later, he just retired. He's literally riding to the light at the end of the Dark Knight, and I'll, and we're led to believe he's supposed to retire. I kind of feel that with Halloween Ends, because Michael Myers was unstoppable as ever, and uh, by the time that, that sequel before that came out... Mm-hmm. Uh yeah he he killed Halloween he killed, killed yeah. Halloween yeah, yeah, yeah. he was unstoppable as ever why would he be suffering in a tunnel right in the in the follow up so I feel that that's my biggest gripe I didn't like that yeah but to me I cut we've we got way more Michael Myers than we ever got in any other Michael Myers movie Halloween Kills and that that Halloween uh, sequel to the original that came out that was a that came out before Halloween. Just the regular yeah. Halloween. Yeah, not yeah. The, not the Which was actually one. really good. Their first two. The were first good. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be my favorite. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That that the second one kind of lost me with Evil Dies Tonight. They kind of they, they, yeah. they, they, they played Dies that, Tonight, but it was still it was overall. Terrible. It was still overall. When that it was that, pretty good. That nurse was uh, dressed up, and she's like, "Man, I think Michael Myers in the car." And she told the dude to go look. Oh hell no! Ain't <laughs> going over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I mean, finally, <laughs> black people are doing the right shit. She ended up sh- uh, ricocheting a bullet and killing oh, herself. Oh my god! The worst. I enjoyed that. Yeah, those were good. Those yes, I enjoy watching stupid people do stupid things in horror movies. That's part of the enjoyment for me. That, well, it, it delivered, and we got to see Michael Myers be Michael Myers. So I understand. I was forgiving for them trying to do something else. It just it didn't stick the landing. No, it no, didn't. No. But 
I've seen how bad horror movies can get. They are so bad. I'm, they don't even and, make and it, it, to, it to the DVDs. They're just coming straight on the shutter or whatever it's called and stuff like that. 2B or something? Yeah, 2B know. and voodoo and bullshit. For sure. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think Halloween deserves to be in that category. It's not in that category, but it was very disappointing for me because I was so in, it was highly anticipated. Yeah, That's why. Was, uh, if this so. supposed to be like her swan song, you yeah. could have treated it a little bit more. Valid points. More I completely as far as how Jamie Lee Curtis goes out. Yeah, so, I that, completely that, understand. But that's just me. We're gonna keep, we're gonna keep it pushing because oh, we yeah. got a long list, gentlemen. Yeah, we got. Yeah. You know, y'all know me. I got a bedtime. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Grown ass man with a bedtime. That's yeah. how my life is. Oh, we old. You know. All right, now my worst movie of 2022 is a Peacock original, unfortunately, and it's Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. <laughs> oh, why did I forget about you, dog, in this movie? This it must be really bad, man. It made me want to change religions for real, man. I almost gave up on Jesus. I'm like, man, I need to it is on Peacock, and some... it? it's on Peacock. Yep. Yeah, I saw yep. it on there. And the two the two leads in there, um, uh, Regina Hall, beautiful as all get out, Sterling K. Brown, tremendous actor. This is us. That dude be pushing on the cry button a little bit too much. Yeah. When he be on there. I'm like, all right, man, they going ham right now. What's the show he played? This is uh, this is us or something like that. I think it is this yeah, us because yeah. my wife watched all yeah. that. She tried to make me watch it. She yeah. was like, nope, I ain't crying this week. Kiss my ass. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. good. But but him, he's he's a great actor. But I just didn't like this type of satire of them like pretty much making fun of like a Christianity, particularly black. Christianity. I feel like they were making fun of like uh you know the the flashy pastors, like as a lot of them been getting in trouble the last few years, Creflo Dollar, all of them asking for a jet. They got these flashy clothes, like they, they got all this kind of money and their their congregation is like, you know, barely getting by, giving them all this money. Then of course he has like this scandal and then they play into him like being gay and he's like trying to stay closeted and trying to get his congregation back. Everything about the movie was just wrong for me i felt very sad that they even made this bullshit i'm glad it didn't get a theater release if it did it didn't come out in any theater that i saw and i'm just glad that i think it got a split release didn't it if it did it must have came out for like a weekend this theater said no we good keep jesus over there this one i felt like they could have kept this one to themselves i'm very i'm very very sad that they made this movie because i thought it could have been a lot better for what it was it had some funny parts in it i'll definitely say that much and there is one or two scenes in particular where it felt like Sterling K. Brown and uh, Regina Hall dug into their <coughs> acting bag and they really went fucking ham on a couple of scenes. I was like, oh, fuck. Regina Hall can fucking act. She's yes, funny yeah. and charming and all that stuff, but she can really fucking act. Yeah, you ain't She's lying. very good. Sterling K. Brown, when he digs into his bag and goes to that, that whole other level, that This Is Us level, where he gets you to like, like get the, the tear ducts working, I was like, man, he's really fucking going ham on this, but why is like 99% of this fucking movie fucking trash to me? Is I, I just couldn't say enough bad things about it. If y'all want to watch it, sure, but it, it it just didn't work for me. It was it was horrible to me. It was really horrible. And so yeah, that's my number one far as bad list on this this twenty twenty two. And my honorable mention is actually a Jurassic uh, World. <laughs> that was my honorable mention. That's yeah. my what? honorable mention for yeah, Jurassic. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Man, it was bad. It it, it, it made the cut particularly because how those. Once again, the trilogy just cannot stick the damn landing. No, the first one was good. The second one was kind of like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Like it's still like mid. It's like you know, it's like weed. Well, like but you get, you know, you got some like some twigs in it and shit, man. It wasn't like the best grade weed that you ever had in your life. But they're like, all right, man, we can still smoke this shit, man. Yeah. We're still gonna feel something. 
This one was like, all right, man, somebody need to get fired for this. Really. Yeah, I want somebody, my money back off. Of like this heads crap. need to roll Big after this one. Locusts like, and shit. Like really, like know. this is the killer of the whole planet the right locusts, now. Like these, yeah. uh, these grasshoppers on yeah. steroids. That's, <laughs> That's the best y'all can come up with. This is the That's best idea was, y'all came yeah. up with on the cutting floor. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, man, grasshoppers. We're gonna make them you know, take steroids and they're gonna kill everything. They're eating up all the crops and shit. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have like an evil like CEO behind it all. Like, <laughs> like haven't we done that before? Have a million times. Who gives a shit? We're gonna do it anyway. And then the Big ass group, and they're escaping the biggest, fastest dinosaurs, things, biggest, fastest creatures of all time. And there's ten of them, all of them making it through each little thing oh, that they're yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like, I, no reason to bring no, the original cast. No, back no, at all. no. I know that's why it pissed yeah. me off because you wasted Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum with his beautiful ass, and Laura Dern, <laughs> her beautiful ass, aging like wine. How do you waste all this damn talent? And the nostalgia of bringing back the original cast this is for them to be in some bullshit. Some bullshit. Imagine if they brought Harrison Ford back in like the third, uh, what was it, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. No one had it, it was fucking trash. Yeah. You know what I'm They bring everybody back from the, uh, the original cast. Like, no, you'd be disappointed because you don't want them associated with such garbage. You don't want to do that to them. You don't want to ruin the memory that we have of them growing up being in a really good movie and putting them in some bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. You put those three. OGs in this movie and you put them into some bullshit. Just to get us in the seats. Just to get butts in the seats. You know, they knew they were going to get people, oh man, the whole cast is back. We in there. Let's go sign up for this. And it just I think my whole family was all like, that's it? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Because y'all know I be, dragging my, <laughs> I be dragging my family to the movie sometimes. Sometimes I be trying to leave them home because I'm like, I'm trying to save money for one. And two, I know I watch movies that they just won't like. Yeah. I had the sense that they wasn't going to like this one. And I was absolutely right. They did not give a shit about this one. My kids didn't give a shit about this one. Of course, my kids fell asleep. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I be trying to warn y'all. We be trying to warn the audience of what's bad out there. We are the cowboys going over the hill telling y'all, hey, there's a bunch of them over there. Y'all don't want to go over there. (laughs) Like, stay over here, man, where it's safe. The grass is not greener on the other side, Mm -hmm. man. Matter of fact, it's dirt over there. Don't go. And I try to warn y'all, Jurassic World Domination. It is up on that list as far as like Fast and Furious Nine. It is bad. Mm-hmm. It is really, really bad. Nine, Did nine come out in twenty twenty two or is that no, last? That year? came out last year. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put it in this list. This year, <laughs> man, that, that movie's still fucking garbage. <laughs> and I, you can call me an apologist for the Fast and Furious franchise. They do have a few good ones, but that one, it's just. I'm not going to get that. We ain't going to get sidetracked. But yeah, that's yeah. that's that's my Dominion was bad. That was yeah. my number one. Very disappointing. Uh, my number one for worse, just to get it out the way. Uh, don't look up with the. Um, Damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, that one sucked with uh, Leonardo Jennifer Capri. Lawrence, Leonardo, Kate Blanchett, that came Meryl out the, Streep. Oh, that came out in the very God. beginning. Also. That actually got that, nominated that was 2020, for an Oscar. Actually, that you know what? That's my bad. It actually came out at the very end, but we'll sneak it in. It barely missed that the cut. Counts. It counts because I don't think it came out to streaming until like January. You know, what I mean, so I'm gonna slide that one, even though it's right on the cusp. Uh, it has to. Even it's so bad. You hated that movie. This terrible. I hated that movie. Uh, two two low level astronomers must um, go on a giant media tour to to uh, warn mankind of a uh, approaching comet, another end of the world type stuff. An extinction level event. Yeah, like, but it's stupid. Uh, Jonah Hill's in there. It has a killer cast of them. We, Meryl like, Streep, Tyler Street. Perry, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Tyler Perry, uh, Timothy Chalamet, whatever. Jonah Hill. Yeah, man, Tommy he, made a point about the big ensemble. Yeah, Ariana they Grande don't. was in this. It was terrible. Wait, what? what? Yeah, she was in there. She was one of the girls. Uh, she was uh, his ex girlfriend, or I can't remember who it was, but uh, oh, yeah, they yeah. had like a little face off uh, FaceTime with him. But anyway, oh, Ron Perlman. Ron 
Brian Perlman. Yeah, this sucked. It sucked. And they all just at the end just sat there or eat dinner while a comet came. They weren't trying to get to. I guess there wasn't nothing they could do at the point. But yeah, then uh, like they went to that little yeah. uh, alien plant or whatever. And Meryl Streep got yeah. fucking like cut up or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And Meryl Streep was naked in that part. That was the it's best. It still part. wasn't worth it. It still was the best part. They were like they and finally. Y'all know I made, love Meryl Streep, but good God Almighty, that finally, was not worth it. They y'all. finally made it to some refuge at the end, and they got to some planet that had been trying to harbor us at that point and it just sucked it was bad i don't remember anything else about it i just remember it being very bad it was sorry i was so hyped to see it because it had all these big time um you know actors and actresses in it so uh number one for me so we can move on is don't look up don't watch it don't look at it don't look don't, up don't, or don't, don't look, look down up. don't look it up yeah <laughs> uh so um yeah don't look up barely made the cuss it was right at the end of 2021 actually very came out on dv um not dv but Streaming at 2022, very beginning of last year or this year. That so, is a very good pick. Yep, so, I completely forgot about that yeah. one. Probably because I try to erase it from my memory. Yeah, don't look it up. Yeah, yeah. So if I can erase a memory, I would definitely erase that movie from yeah. my memory. <laughs> I remember being so mad watching it because yeah. I kept thinking like, this is really pissing me off. Like, why aren't they taking them seriously? Why is everybody acting all stupid? Yeah, it, I didn't know if it was supposed to be funny or not. I didn't like. Are, it are felt they like, trying like, to be funny? I heard it was supposed to be a parody. Yeah, of it felt like, like like the. Like the like Honk for Jesus movie, like it was supposed to be like satire. Okay, yeah, yeah. satire really pisses me go. off because I have a problem of taking things very literally. I don't know how to blend like like the sarcasm of some things. When they try to make a film of trying to make like a oxymoronic type of film, where there's supposed to be a lot of irony and like you're supposed to look past like some special message of uh, how how society is. Like, yeah, it's. A, it, it it just didn't work. It just didn't work. I just thought it was a waste of talent and a waste of time. And it just proves that Netflix, there's like a kid with like with their parents' credit card. They don't know how to quit spending money yeah, on yeah. bullshit. Like don't don't keep stop buying Ryan Reynolds. All right, just <laughs> save Ryan your Reynolds, money, man. Yeah. Get some new talent, man. Like damn, but Ryan, come on now. That's that's in this horrible list, man. Because I'm getting my blood pressure all up thinking about that dumbass movie. Well, I couldn't ask for a better leading from you both. Um, and you guys probably know what my number one least favorite movie is going to be. It comes from that same beloved Netflix network. Don't which say has it. Unlimited funds Don't to get it. whatever stars they want. Now, real briefly, thank you guys once again for having me as the third wheel on Savants. Yeah, thank man. you guys. Love you guys both. You guys are movie opinions that if you say steer clear of a movie. Unless I have been holding my breath for it to come out, I probably will steer steer clear. I've heard a lot of negative crap from both Amsterdam and Don't Look Up for me to say I'm not going to go too far out of my way to see this, which I haven't seen either one. But you guys have just both confirmed that I'm not missing anything. Eventually, I'll see if somebody else turns it on. But there's a lot of other movies I'm trying to catch up on and. I, 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 you guys have confirmed I'm not missing anything, and I wasn't really excited for either one of them because I heard so much negative feedback. My number one movie didn't have any negative feedback and just had great previews and a great premise before I sat down and watched it. And this is the Netflix original movie starring Mr. Jamie Foxx. Oh no, man, it, it is. It I, is. I, I, have, and, I haven't heard too much bad. Rep on it, you know. I feel like because it's been forgotten. And trust me, I watched it a couple of times. I still enjoy it. Me too. Yeah, I felt like I went in it, knew it was going to be goofy as shit, and I accepted I would, it. 
I accepted I, it for that. I got so. a homework assignment for you guys. You guys have until October 2023 20, <laughs> oh, to complete the assignment. Oh, shit. I want you to go back and watch the Starsky and Hutch movie. It had uh, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. I never watched it. Hilarious. I've seen it. It's funny. H- it's hilarious. Snoop Dogg in it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Go back and watch Baby Boy. Oh, who well, else? Shit, that come on like <laughs> yeah. turn on BT when you get home. You'll see or bounce. Yeah. You got the bounce there. channel or whatever. Yeah. Bounce will be on there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, who else? Is, who, who's in that movie, Sean? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Oh, you can watch um, and uh, underrated Day. classic. Training days and Snoop Snoop Dogg. Tra- is it a I classic? Couldn't better, just, I couldn't set it better myself. Just because BT plays it every other day doesn't make it a classic. I didn't. Uh, Baby Boy is good. I, it's, it's not. Good. It's, it's not that damn good. I, I like Baby Boy a lot. It's, it's a black classic. Everybody quotes the movie. You know? I, I like Baby Boy a lot. It's, yeah. So. And I, just one more point I want to make. Thank you for mentioning Train Day. I completely forgot he was in Train Day before I thought about these movies. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> uh, what? Bring us it? home. Bring us home. Like, uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop yeah. Dogg. We talked about Baby Boy, Starsky and Hutch, Training Day. It's not Bones. Ah crap! He's a charismatic actor. I forget the brother movie I was about to mention. He's a, w- compare those movies I just mentioned to what he did in Day Shift. He was completely uninterested. He was barely he, in Day Shift, and he was terrible on every scene. They, he he was, was in a wheelchair in Training Day. You told yeah. me that was better. Put me in the back seat. I bet you I whoop his ass. Yeah, I mean, no, Man, he was he he killed that role. Snoop killed that role in Train Day. That's a brief little scene. Every scene Snoop was in took made a bad movie worse. But it was, talk, was, that was more of a serious role, though. I mean, what, he didn't. He wasn't being goofy. I feel like the Training Day, he training was, day, uh, day Shift was more of a goofy movie. I, I think they meant to be goofy. It wanted right? to be more than that. It wanted to be goofy. It just wanted it, to be it a, want, it, it wanted it to be an action, action movie. movie. It wanted to delve into the horror entry. It even had the nerve to try to do some world building on top of that. Look at this little underground society that Jamie Foxx is in where he has to go to this little quirky boss and get new rules. Some It was god-awful. By far the, the biggest disappointment of this year. I didn't have high expectations for Jurassic World 3 because I never – I, I kind of like Jurassic World. I didn't think Jurassic World Two was all that was all that good, so I had no hope for this. Even with bringing back the original cast, yeah, remember. but to be a disappointment means you had some kind of high expectations. I did. For that it. trailer was great. I didn't just have high expectations. You just mentioned that you had the um, HBO I, Plus membership, Tommy. I don't even remember the trailer for. I feel like we went on a trip and came back, and it was on Netflix. I'm like, what that's the exactly hell? what happened with me. Yeah, I saw a, Jamie Foxx <laughs> had a vampire. Movie. I was like, all right, I watch uh, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm like, where the hell did this come from? It was entertaining to watch. Me too. That's what I thought. The I, only thing that was bad about that movie to me is that Jamie Foxx hairline just has a different color. <laughs> Like his your hair color ain't supposed to be purple, partner. <laughs> there was not one funny scene that you guys can remember. Oh, it was. It's yeah. funny. I, I yeah. No, there's not one memorable I, action scene. It was just a popcorn movie. That's how I looked at it. I'm gonna let him keep swinging, man, because yeah. we got to get on with our list, man. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because uh, Dave Franco, I find him to be very hilarious. He is not funny at all in this movie. I, I, I've I thought pro- he had some funny. Parts. I've been trying to too. push you guys. To watch that series, I did uh, watch. I only got to the musical the part after party. Yeah, uh, he's a, yeah, he's he's more funny than James Franco. I love Dave Frank. He is hilarious. Yeah. It, it wasn't enough. Now they got to turn him into a uh, Spider Man after he gets his head cut off. He gets vampire fow- powers. All of a sudden, he turns in, into Bruce Lee 
at 25. Jumping off walls, backflips. Why is he the best fighter vampire? Why? They, they, they didn't even fall, fall through with the plan and killing Snoop off. He had to end, this, end the movie smoking a blunt saying, I'll be back for the sequel, y'all. This is the easiest $2 million I ever made. And I only had to spend one day on set. So, homework assignment. Starsky and Hutch, Ben Stiller. Snoop Dogg's only in that for 10 minutes. He has more screen time probably in day shift. Compare the two. And Baby Boy. We'll, Snoop Dogg is not without talent in the movie crew. They wasted him, wasted Jamie Foxx's talent, Franco, and a big budget. I have no desire to see a sequel to this, and I could care less if I ever see this movie again. I was excited. The preview looked good. It had potential. My least favorite movie of the year, Day Shift. Damn, that's really harsh. That's really harsh. Terrible. Okay. All right, man. Like we said, we're all, we're all our own person. Yes. We like what we like. You know, me and you like Malignant, so we can be aligned <laughs> on that one. Yeah. But even that I can understand. That was you guys are taking you guys are taking it way too easy on Day Shift. Why no, why because is, I, I didn't have any expectations of it. It was just a neither. fun movie to watch. That's all it was. I wasn't trying to watch Jamie Foxx like being like a it was serious a actor. Fun Sunday afternoon evening movie that we just popped on. It's a perfect example here. of a movie where you just shut your brain off, just yeah. watch it and just enjoy it for what it is. It wasn't meant to be like a serious like action. It is But thing. I look at I look at that the same way I look at Jurassic World three okay that's fair or or halloween ends for that matter i i, I didn't yeah i didn't expect but even with those movies they had other movies that you could compare to to, uh, to try to say what that's why exactly this that's one, why you couldn't compare it to anything it was just like a movie that stood all by itself it was just like another so, flip of a vampire movie a so it twist. didn't have any expectation it didn't have any expectations of a movie before it you can compare it to other movies you've seen in this genre I didn't. When I, I didn't expect to see Interview the Vampire with this. No. I didn't expect to see Blade when I saw this. But this movie wanted to be all of that. It wanted to be a good vampire movie, a good action movie, a funny movie, a world building movie. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And it and, and like, this movie just, proves that. They like, wanted, just imagine if they blended Blade with the other guys. That's all it is. It's it, a buddy cop vampire are, movie. That's all it is. Yeah. Those are I actually like two that great idea. Movies. I like that. It idea. sounds good on paper, but you when I tell. sat down and watched it, it was it didn't pan out. You can tell Netflix has like a big ass bowl of like random ideas, and they combine them into like, hey man, we got vampires, <laughs> we got a uh, buddy cop, and we got a uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. What can we do with them? Exactly. I, I would say I would argue that every major movie studio has the same thing. Um, one writer. In a documentary on the screenwriters said most movie studios make 10 movies a year. On an average yearly basis, they have 300 movies in development. So <laughs> that's your odds breaking into the industry. The fact that this is one of the ones that broke through is, is just disappointing. That's not the future of cinema that I want any part of where you have to try to please every genre and guarantee a sequel. Just do one thing good. Day Shift did not one genre of film good at all. It failed on every genre. That's why it's my worst movie of the year. Damn, I thought thought like the man from Toronto was worse than Day Shift. I, to me. I actually like both. See, of those that's movies, turn man. the same category. Turn your brain off. I turned my brain off for it though. I mean, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't hate it as much as Tommy did. You, like, like, I like hated. Said, like, I they hated wasted Day Shift. Jamie Foxx. I thought they wasted Woody Harrelson. 
Woody Harrelson. He was a bright hilarious. spot. He was a I bright really spot did, for that. Yeah. yeah, he was okay. He's he was pretty good. It just was a normal Kevin Hart movie to me. It wasn't nothing. Yeah, special. I had no big. Yeah. Ex- I I had expectations. I wanted to like Day Shift way more than I did, which is I I kind of feel like it's similar to the way Sean is with Halloween. I I wanted to like Halloween more than I yeah. did, but it wasn't the disaster that you feel it is. But you're not alone. I've I've talked to another person who absolutely hated that movie. Yeah. I'm someone in the middle. It was a height. I've seen worse. The horror movies. I'm all three movies I talked about are worse. But it was a disappointment. I felt like date. I feel like Jamie Foxx only made Day Shift because Kevin Hart wasn't available. Yeah. You guys ever see Bait? Yeah. Oh, well, let me talk about that bullshit. This movie. is. I, I, would, I would. I'm arguing. It is. Bait is not classic. Day Shift is better than you bait. can. I can say that. <sighs> Day Shift is better. This than is bait. the worst. I. I this is the worst Jamie Foxx, Franco, Snoop Dogg movie. Now, this is like bad, like held up bad. I remember, you remember held up held where he was at a, he was at a convenience store. It was being held up by some, um, some dude trying to rob it. Jamie Foxx. I don't think I've seen that. I remember the pre, I never saw that one actually. Oh man, just look that up, man. That movie is bad, but we're going to move on because we can't okay. get stuck All on right. Jamie Foxx All and right. Day Shift. But. Worst Snoop Dogg movie too. That's saying a lot. Okay. All right. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Yeah. He ain't got that much of a catalog. No, I was about to say, no, he, I didn't see him in any of the Oscar stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can't invite but him. But it was a turn your brain. You weren't expecting it. Brain off movie, the worst. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Now, let's get to our top five list of the best movies of this past year. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go ahead and get my honorable mention out because right. Sean told me about this. And by God, Sean was right. Violent Night is my honorable mention. Oh, it, man. It barely yeah. made my top five. It, good, it, good. it was on the cusp. I was like, nah, I got one that can probably like top that one. But Violent mm-hmm. Night was a pleasant surprise. Pleasant. Pleasant surprise. That movie was so damn funny. It was it, so good. It, it was good, man. It was sentimental. It was mm-hmm. funny. It had good action. It had like a little Home Alone. had like a little <laughs> Die, Die Hard and shit. Yeah. I was like, damn. Like, Santa Claus really fucking some people up, yeah. man. Then he gave him Mjolnir or whatever the fuck he called his hammer. <laughs> I was like, oh, holy shit. Santa, like, Santa Claus used to be a Viking? Yeah. Vi- Viking warrior? Like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, super dope pro- premise. It, it worked. No, Beverly D'Angelo, she she played a good role. Uh, John Leguizamo, he, he he deserves more credit he for does. the longevity he that he has in his career. He, he he is a gem that we need to protect at all times. John Leguizamo, shout out to you, man. You did good. David Harbour. Absolute gem. Did very very well. This is this is a very well written movie. I feel like they should have advertised this a little bit harder. Yeah, because I I didn't think it got enough uh, publicity. It just came out like okay, Violent Night. I'm like ah, oh, this is gonna be terrible, like it's doing man. pretty solid at the box office because yeah. I think it's catching like a little wind right now. Like hey, like this movie's actually pretty damn good. Y'all might want to come out and watch this mm-hmm. one. So I drunk Santa Claus. It's like. Not like bad Santa, like that kind of Santa Claus, but like he cares, but he's just like he's losing hope and Christmas yeah, and all yeah. this stuff with kids. But he's like, all right, I'm starting to get my like my. He's my tired hope of doing it because people don't care no more, you know. So yeah, man. But overall, that that was my honorable mention. That one almost made my top five. I was like, nah, not quite, but I it was very you. good. I bought I it. I, I'm gonna watch it at least a couple more times. But my number five for this year is actually the Black Phone. With uh, oh wow, okay, yeah, that that's my number five. I bought that movie as well, and man, I think it was either Ryan or you told me about watching this movie, and I was like, yeah, we didn't think y'all undersold this one. This movie was really good. Okay, yeah, very very good. Ethan Hawke played a real creepy dude in this. Yeah, he plays like a basically a guy who uh, goes out and like uh, kidnaps kids and like uh, like like kills them one by one. But apparently, what happens is. 
this house that he kept him in, like this basement, like all the kids like can, can communicate with this uh this newest victim through this phone that's in the basement. He's telling like, hey, like don't do this, like try this, don't do that. And, like he'll be up there, he'll wait for you, man. So don't try to go upstairs. He left the door unlocked. It was very clever in the writing, great acting, great suspense. Overall, this movie, this movie should have got a lot more publicity than it got. Ethan Hawke. Very underrated actor. He definitely chooses his projects very wisely. And this was a great project for him to pick up. So number five for me is The Black Phone. I thought this movie was incredible. I awesome. loved it. I love this movie so much. So Black Phone was great. Great, great. Great movie. All right. Um, I'm going to knock out my two honorable mentions. Um, I actually had three, but I actually dropped it. I'm going to put Prey. Is one of my honorable mentions. Uh, yes, yes, okay. yes, Okay, yes. and it almost made the list because I, 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 I wanted to switch it around. I had forgot about it. And sadly, Wakanda Forever was an honorable mention. Ooh, I didn't put okay. it in my top five because I was a little disappointed. It, it's, it's, it would have been if we had a top ten, it would have made a top ten for sure. But it, so it's it, not... It's in my honorable mention, but it didn't make. Whoa, whoa! Okay. Well, yeah. uh, go ahead, yeah, we're, yeah. I'm we're just gonna, saying we're gonna get back to that. Oh, we only got five. And believe me, we're, we're gonna, gonna talk about Violent Night again when it gets back to it me. We only my got five. five. We only got five. Okay, so those two made my honorable mention. Pray and Wakanda Forever, and and the Batman would have been my 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 alternate. That's what I, I had the Batman on there too. But number five for me, top five movies in the night or the 2022 Violent Night. There we go. Violent Night. Great monster. Great. Great. That shocked me. I was so pleasantly surprised. Uh, I couldn't believe how much of a good time I was having. I was having a great time. Like David Harbour playing uh, a drunk Santa throwing up over a slave. You know what I mean? Like it worked perfectly because I could see him being kind of like that. In a real life, you know, what I mean, he he always plays like a drunk, you know, always hungover kind of guy. And like in Stranger Things, he's a drunk sheriff, and you know, but he really <laughs> got to come save the day. But he's you know hungover from the night before, and you want to eat donuts and coffee, and that's it. But this dude playing a drunk Santa who has to, you know, he's just tired of people not giving a damn anymore. Kids don't care; they don't, they just want PlayStation, and you know, they I don't know. Want did you see gifts. some of those lists? Like, man, just cash, cash yeah, cash. People, like, yeah, right. like for older kids, he was just putting money in there. You know, I mean, he had like a nightier or um, nice list and stuff like that. But him having to save the day in this rich compound with uh, with Beverly D'Angelo is her uh, her family's um, you know money, and she has like a huge. Uh, uh, I don't know if she owned like a company or whatever, but she was super rich. She was like a billionaire. And John Leguizamo and his mercenaries come to rob their compound while uh, David Harbour Santa is passed out in there because he got drunk. He fell asleep in the house and woke up to gunshots. And the little girl who who was so sweet, you know, had a little walkie talking. She could talk to him because she still believed in Santa. So this worked, man. This was like like Tommy said. This was like a diehard mixed with Home Alone. All that worked together. And him playing Santa, you really could believe you you believed it. You could, I mean, we of course wouldn't believe in Santa, but we believed him as being a drunk Santa. It, it was worked. He came. He kicked ass. He he got his ass whooped too, which I I appreciated because he was a little rusty. You know what I mean? So he wasn't himself all the way, but he was getting his ass whooped. But he was killing people with candy canes and anything he could. You know, so for me, that was a present supply, a surprise. I enjoyed it. I'm glad somebody made that movie. Number five for me is Violent Night. David Harbor, Stranger Things. He killed it. He killed this role. Yeah, he definitely yeah. killed yeah, it. He all killed right. it all right. There's some. This is very gruesome too. This is very gruesome stuff. You don't want to eat and watch this one. So, uh, but Violent Night number five. I can't believe I even 
even thought of this movie and I went and saw it and I'm so glad I did. And that's how good it was. Made my top five, so it might make my top five as far as Christmas movies. Damn, Damn. it was saying a lot. Yeah. I don't. I'm, it's up there with *Lethal Weapon*, *The Grinch*, the original one, the original one that came on TV, kind of like the stop motion shit. And then we got uh, your mean one, yeah. And uh, *Christmas Vacation*, obviously. Die Hard, because we have to say that's a Christmas movie. Jingle we, All the Way? I didn't watch either of those. No, I didn't. No, yeah. I wouldn't say Jingle, Jingle All the Way probably wouldn't make my list. It, it is a really good one, because, you know, Turbo Man. You know, that, that meant yeah. something to me. <laughs> Ron King! Yeah but, <laughs> yeah, but it was just, it's a nice little flip of what you can do with uh, Santa. Kind of like we did with Bad Santa with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. They just said, hey, we're going to build off this shit. Like, give a Santa that doesn't give a fuck. But let's just make him real and make him do all this other shit. He's drunk. He's stumbling around. He's pissing off the fucking roof and everything like yeah. that. He's vomiting on people. <laughs> Eating everybody's across. cookies. He's like a cookie connoisseur. Where he, he don't even care about presents yeah, no more. He could, just throws the shit. He could tell. Who, <laughs> yeah, he could tell who. Uh, he could tell if the cookies were bought or they actually put some time and effort into it. He's just eating cookies, pouring the milk out, pouring liquor in there instead. It was just funny, man. It worked. It worked. So uh, it was. Yeah. It, it was. It was really funny. It was. It was really funny. It was very entertaining. I would say that was a that was a great surprise. As far as like a movie, so yeah, good, good pick right there. Good pick right there. You guys both had the same number five. That's great minds. Oh, like technically, my number five was the Black Phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Violet, gotcha. oh, Violet, Violet Knight was my honorable mention because that one almost made the list. So, Ryan, what you got for us, man? Real quickly, the movie we just got done talking about. That premise is just as far fetched as a blue collar. Worker cleaning pools who decides to hunt vampire move, vampires in his spare time. So still on I, I, all I'm saying is, you guys are saying, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not really gonna dog it." I didn't really think much. I feel the same way about Silent Night. If it wasn't Violent for you Night. guys, Violent. Violent. Sorry, sorry, Violent Night. Honestly, when I saw the previews, I thought this would be right next to the Jack Frost movie, not the one with Michael Keaton, but when the snowman actually takes the character. Yes. Oh, y'all saw that trailer for that evil Grinch movie? Exactly. It's yeah. like, damn, they try, they, there's like a run going on. Like, let's take a flip of like these little holiday classics and let's turn them into like evil versions of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that'd be at the bottom of the barrel in the, in the $4 DVD bin at Walmart uh, based on the previews. I expected more from day shift than I did from Violet Night. And you sounds like this is, I don't, so just next time you watch day shift, think of, just keep that in mind. The premises are no more highbrow than both of them are completely. I did the same thing for all three movies we mentioned. I just turned my brain off and went in there to have a good time. I can't, I can't look at it like we're human beings. I don't think. And okay. Maybe it's, we all have our own personalities. Honestly, I don't think there's any way you can actually turn your brain off. What, what I mean, you're, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna, gonna comprehend yeah. everything you're seeing on screen. And this, we're at the end of the day. Well, you know how you watch certain movies that you nitpick certain things. True, because you know, like yes. like like movie mistakes, like lines is look like a little like drawn out a little bit. They're like they're overacting, kind of like dramatizations of Elon yes. Mori Povich. Yes, it's like this movie was just made just to be a fun movie, kind of yeah. like how you watch a. Damn, the Jason Statham movie uh, where he had like the adrenaline rush to stay alive. What the hell is that one? Crank, called? Crank. 
It's another one of those. I love that. I love it. Where I just turn my brain off. Yeah. I like just watch it. They. It I didn't meant expect to, be to a fun movie. Have you don't it. even got to turn off. Just leave it at home. Just go in there thinking it's going to be goofy, and that's all I'm doing. I'm not. So what were you guys expecting with? With day shift, uh, the uh, same goofy day shift. Shit. I wasn't expecting. I was watching it because it's, I was fucking bored. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't expecting nothing. Yeah, you yeah you weren't trying to learn the history of mankind. It's not like I or, made a plan to watch the movie. I was like, oh, this is out. All right, I'll watch I didn't this because I got a movie else like that. Do I didn't see them. I didn't even see those things that you're mentioning. But it's actors. I, I would. The premise sounds goofy as hell for both movies. I, I would argue for both of you guys. It was decent word of mouth and the actors involved who I, said, I didn't have any text. word of mouth on day shift I, I literally came back from a trip we unpack it well, when on you Netflix. turn on Netflix they're, they're going to offer you 20 different movies to watch right it was turn a, on why was, would you choose that because it was a, it was a, like a big ass poster of it when I turned on because Netflix. they made it yeah, of course they're going to like, well, that. Jamie Fox, all right. I think we but you have... never watched Orange is the New Black have you no, no, but I did. They, they throw that on there from every time I turn on Orange is the New Black. I don't see it on there no more. But I mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying, like, I didn't have no expectations. Just like what Tommy said, I might have heard of it a little bit, and I just forgot. But when we we just got back from a trip and we turned on Netflix, that was the first thing that popped up. I'm like, bet we'll watch this. We were like falling asleep like, to it, and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. This is funny. You know, yeah, I mean, it worked for me. It wasn't funny, funny, but it worked for me. So. And I also want to throw out there, I think uh, Regal. Or AMC, they stole my idea. Remember when I said I wish they would tr- take more chances and just put out blind movies? I think you Regal did. or AMC is starting to do that. They have like a um, a mystery movie Monday or something like that, where basically like you just like you just go in, and you buy a ticket, and you just see like whatever movie that they play. See, they're they do that for throwing, film festivals. There's like this fright fest. You just buy a ticket. And you get to yeah, you get to get to see some new. I think it's, I think it's more effective that way. Yeah, sometimes you just don't watching a trailer like you have some kind of expectation built up for for this one for day shift particularly. I don't remember seeing a trailer for. It. I just remember seeing it on like the screen. Whatever. It's like mm-hmm. oh, Jamie Foxx made a movie about a vampire. That's all I seen. I was like, all right, I'll watch it. It's almost like a blind movie when you watching. We go on with expectations. There's a reason for you to be disappointed based on what you saw in the trailer. Okay. If you go in a blind movie like that, there's no expectations for it. You just pretty much watch it and you just judge it based off what just appeared on the screen. And honestly, that works out sometimes. That's why I like Malignant. I never, I just knew there was a James That is a one. very good point. That yeah. is a very good I point. I, I think the same thing happened with Malignant. I just watched it because it was on and I was like, oh, damn, this is actually pretty good. It was exactly. a nice little for place. sure. For sure. It happens. Uh, so it, sometimes it works. Sometimes it does not. I just talked about House of Darkness with Justin Long. Got awful. Yeah, it it it, it happens. But for the, for the most part, for cinema lovers like ourselves, I would like more surprises like that. When we keep watching trailers, all we do is compare to what happened in the trailer and what's going to be appearing in the movie. True. And you guys have been doing a bang-up job tonight. Uh, not only with your discussions and insight to the movies we're talking about, but just leading into what I got to say, you guys are kicking ass tonight. Shout out to Tommy, okay, Sean tonight. Yeah, we do that. We do the alley oop at the rim, man. Yeah, you better come. You better dunk that shit. I want to see a tomahawk dunk too. Then uh, it's about to be Justin Timberlake. <laughs> so I'm sorry about this. My number five movie is from my second favorite movie studio working today, and this is a movie that I had no expectations for. One because. Disney decided to put it directly to streaming. You talking about Lightyear? What are you talking about? about Turning Red? Lightyear got... Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, man. Oh, turning God. Red takes my number I five spot. I about Turning I Red. I love this Didn't that this work movie. for me? I don't know. You, you sat down and watched it? I watched it. I watched oh, it. Oh, I, okay. I, I'm I proud see, of you. I'm I watched it, but I could see where people were getting confused because 
it did mean more. It meant something else, right? We all know what it as meant, an adult, right? it's going to yeah, mean okay, a lot okay. different than a twelve year old. But I see what you see. I see what you guys were saying as far as like the boy band and all that stuff. It did hit home as far as us growing up. But I feel like that was more girl stuff too, though. I couldn't really relate because it was a girl thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't really relate to having. It's like, basically like an animated Teen Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I real talk. It really. I is. didn't see the very the, accurate the, the lure to it though. I didn't see what you liked so much about it. Um, I, well, I, I found it very funny. I didn't it was absolutely it was hilarious, hilarious to me, me. It, it, I, it really is and keep in mind um pixar up until uh robert downey jr and chris evans and uh hemsworth and all of them start making movies with kevin feige pixar was my favorite studio putting out movies toy story toy story 2 3 Wally. finding nemo wally mm-hmm. uh a bug's life uh, soul uh, what's the movie with the girl with the personalities with the anger and all that? Oh, uh, um, um, oh God, it's on, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Was Jesus it? Jesus uh, Christ! Uh, Inside Out. Inside. Thank you, Tommy. That these are classics. And what was the one with uh, Baymax? Um, Big Hero Six. That was now that's Disney. Oh, that so, was Disney. All right, yeah, that would have made my yeah. List. So that goes into the uh, the Coco category. Uh, oh, Coco yeah. and Enchant. Oh, what was the one with uh, Encanto? Encanto, there we go. That's I never Disney. got a chance to watch. I watched Encanto. Dude. That's Disney. Yeah, what was yeah. it Ray and the Dragon? Yeah, they yeah. had some pretty good uh, animated <coughs> movies the past uh, year. For sure. Yeah. So there's Disney Animation and Pixar, both separate studios, both do CGI. Big Hero Six was freaking awesome. I, I think that's the best Disney studios, but Pixar puts out classic after classic, and this movie did not have that amount of hype. And the fact that they get did get dumped to streaming and get a streaming debut. Lord, my expectations. What a fool I was. This is just as good as any Pixar movie, in my opinion. And for me, being a male who uh, was in high school where they depict these females being in middle school, I could still relate to peer pressure with friends, high expectations from parents that you're not always going to live up to. Um, trying to be somebody that you're not, and um, not a mean to people that some of these uh, catchy pop songs are damn good. Uh, yeah, I'm not ashamed. I am kind of embarrassed. Yeah, you that. should be. Ashamed. <laughs> like, don't you dare say that. All I'm gonna say is, <laughs> we were in middle school and high school when NSYNC and Backstreet yeah. Boys were blowing up. We were that's if we turn on MTV, we're gonna see five white guys. And lucky to all the people in high school in the 90s and 80s, there was a lot of all black boy bands before the white boy band thing blew up. Yeah, Boys and Men. Uh, so for real. DeVoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. Uh, the songs in this are fantastic. And it was, it was absolutely a, a pleasure that was unexpected. And on just on a subject we were talking about briefly about just having zero expectations sitting down and having all that blown through the roof. Uh, this was a, a movie, I think, for all ages, whether you're in elementary school, middle school, high school right now when it came out, or as a grown-ass adult like we are, I think this movie will continue to grow in appreciation and really shows the very best of movies in general. Great, great voice acting. And... Honestly, I, I, to a, on a deeper extent, movies are art, and it's up to the person experiencing art 
to interpret what they get out of it. So nobody's right or wrong tonight. We're just talking about what moved us the most. Um, I'm I'm going to do my best to try to touch on why I picked these five movies as my five favorites. And Turning Red just hit me right in that sweet spot because I understand what it feels like being that age, trying to live up to expectations from your friends, your family, and sometimes just uh, doing more than what you should to impress both instead of being yourself. It's You need to identify who yourself who you are as an individual in life as soon as as you can and it doesn't always happen at that age that's the hardest age to try to identify this movie is great for all races all ages it's a damn shame that a movie with an all asian cat all asian leads didn't have any karate or kung fu didn't live up to a big big time it's like expecting all the black people to know how to dance (laughs) exactly yeah hey man you're black you know how to play bass guitar right (laughs) (laughs) i think the black character in that show is called token that 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 show is is crazy uh turning red continued great greatness from pixar uh one of your best you deserve to be in that same category as a toy stories nemo's wally's great and up to turning raids up there. And interestingly, all right, this might be a more of a in-depth savant-like point that I'm going to make about what I think is going on as far as the trends with uh, cinema. But I think the studios are starting to lose faith in animated movies for kids. Like the past couple of years, I've noticed that the the box office returns for a lot of these movies are not what they usually are. Like a lot of big budget animated movies that came out. They didn't perform very well. Most of them. Now we still live like I'm not, and I'm not even just talking about Lightyear. I'm talking about they had another one called like The Bad Guys or something like that. Another animated movie that came out because usually this is like pretty much bread and butter for them to like to put out a movie like that because you've got to spend a lot of money to take kids for and, sure and, and bring adults. And I, I think that's I, why Turning Red went streaming instead of the theater because they're thinking we're not going to get our money back, which is foolish. It's Pixar. That, uh, you still have faith to put. The, you ever seen that movie Dinosaur that Pixar put out? You ever see Dinosaur? I did. That was back a, in the day. It was good, but that it was a few years back. It was, it was pretty much a dud. It was a dud. Yeah, that movie. That movie bomb. But Ray and the Dragon. I feel like that came out if, like dual release. The t- Tommy Curry. You're an executive for Disney. You get to say to Pixar because yeah, even even the CEOs of Pixar have to answer to Disney executives. You're a Disney executive. Pixar sits down and shows you Lightyear and Turning Red. And you only get to pick one to come out in the theater. Honestly, if it was me, I would have went with Turning Red. But if I would have watched the movie and compared them, like the the artistic value of what Lightyear is and what Turning Red was, I would have said Turning Red had a higher potential for sure. But Lightyear, but, but Lightyear's bigger, is like a, it has bigger yeah, eye because yeah. he's tied so to, to Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Kids would have would have loved to see. But that But I never would have thought that Lightyear. Uh, that movie bombed though. That yeah, movie lost money. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. Which well, I don't even think my kids didn't even care about that because Lightyear wasn't the popular character of Toy Story. It was always Woody. I liked them. I was excited. They if, were both pretty I cannot popular. believe I like Turning Red more than Lightyear. Lightyear, along with Doctor Strange, were probably my top three anticipated movies of 2022. I couldn't. I love Pixar. I love Toy Story movies. I couldn't wait to see Lightyear. I had zero expectations for Turning Red. I, I, I can't believe how much I enjoyed it. And it's not, it's not even just because I was disappointed in Lightyear, which I don't think is a bad movie. And keep in mind. Lightyear uh, was a bad movie, man. It was it was bad. I I don't hate it. I, tr- I, I, I don't try, hate it. And it was just it was. 
damn it, do I want to go? Oh, fuck it, man. Oh, they going to cancel me. Fuck it, cancel me. The one big issue that I had is starting to become a trend the last couple of years, and that is the forced gay agenda yeah, as far as storylines yeah. and mm-hmm. movies, and they put it in a fucking light year movie. Now, to an extent, I think TV shows have it worse than the movie. And because there's a TV it's, it's show. Happening. It's happening. There's a TV show that, because uh, uh, we're not going to talk about TV shows, unfortunately. We're going to go straight to movies. But uh, The Best Man, the final chapters came Ooh, out on Peacock. Uh, you, have you started watching it? I finished it. How is it? Amazing. Yes. So happy to hear that. I am so yes. surprised that The Best Man, Good. this franchise, has lasted this long and has keep getting better. I if they do that- another series of uh, season of this, I'm like, damn. Morris Chestnut, Neil Long, all of them, they are amazing together. That was a fantastic show. By far the best show to come out this year. But that's just me, and I'll digress. But I'm, yeah. there, there was a forced storyline in there that I felt like it was somewhat out of place. And I feel like they're doing this a lot with a lot of movies and a lot they of They went TV the gay shows. route? Aww. They did. No, they went, they went non-binary in this show. They went a step further because, you know, you got to get your pronouns right. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, all right, why are they – why is this always being forced into the storyline? It always feels a little bit out of place. Sometimes it fits naturally, where it's like it's kind of like nonchalant, like we'll throw it in there, but we'll make it like not a big deal. It felt like in the Lightyear one, it was somewhat kind of a big deal. And I feel like I've seen a couple of stories about that, about how they're forcing certain things in there in the storyline, because they did the same. Remember when they had a little uproar with the uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever? The 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 lesbians yes. at the end of oh, the movie yeah. they made a big deal which, about that one. I which, feel like there was another one in another movie I can't remember, but there was always like another four storyline of like throwing <laughs> in that that agenda in yeah, there. They have to put that in as like just to like kind of like they they went a little bit too me too. Yeah, yeah, they because that's the way the society is now. You know, I mean, they don't want to offend anybody and they want to make it so that everybody can be can enjoy it and feel like they're a part of it you know that's yeah what but in, do, too much so. inclusion can mean exclusion yeah, to yeah a it, it, it can, exactly it can. exactly yeah. it's like hey everybody there's a reason why there's velvet rope yeah. everybody can't come to vip yeah no you can't not invite <laughs> but i see what they're doing and they want to keep it that way they don't want to lose interest in, in that lgbtq society so and, and it's it is wonderful that i think what makes animated like kids movies so powerful is that is a a beautifully effective Trojan horse as far as like getting in information to kids. It's like really is putting like a medicine in the candy of like shuffling in like a certain like um, information that you want kids to learn that they're receptive to in a very creative way. Like being nice to people, being nice to, you know, women, like respecting your parents. Like there's great messaging in there. Like, you know, like Inside Out, I think he did a tremendous job of like how like kids have complicated emotions that they're trying to deal with, and they get to see it visually into a an actual cinema piece. A lot of it is very effective, but sometimes you can't confuse kids at a very early age as far as what they're seeing. And I'm starting to see that a little bit more and more lately. And Lightyear was an example of that. It was like, uh, I don't know if I would have done that. That's just me, but I can understand like why they try to put that in there. It just it just didn't take. To me, yeah, I can understand uproar because yeah, you expect a certain certain uh, standard when it comes to the Disney brand, and that's why the CEO recently lost his job. Oh, and they brought a uh, Bob Iger. They back. brought by brought Bob Iger back, cause which is <laughs> that was damn. We gotta do a whole show about that. It, it's a big yeah. deal. That's one of the major shifts in the entertainment industry where somebody could lose his job as CEO of Disney in less than three years, and that Buzz Lightyear turning red situation is. 
a major part of that. That and they, uh, Marvel putting out certain shows and dialing back on what they're putting out on streaming. Yeah, focusing on the Disney Plus side of TV shows. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And keep in mind, Kevin Feige is as successful as you can get being a movie producer. He can't get everything made without answering to the CEOs, the the board of Disney. Even Kevin Feige has a boss. That's that's how big the power shift is in there. You would think with the amount of success that he has, he should be able to put out whatever he wants right now. Yeah, he should literally be like, hey, I'm putting this out. They're like, okay. Exactly. Yeah, like, he, he should have their trust by yeah, now. You've you've made me $10 billion alone. Yeah, you can do whatever the heck you want. It definitely felt like he went on vacation place. the last couple of years with the projects that came out recently. But well, we'll, we'll get to that another time. But I definitely see like a change in like the quality that Disney has put out the last couple of years. It has been very noticeable to me. I'm not sure if the casual fan has noticed it, but us cinematics events, I have definitely noticed a slippage of quality since phase, was it four? Phase four. Since Endgame, I've seen a a big shift in the quality that they've been putting out. And that includes not just Marvel stuff. I'm talking about even the Star Wars stuff, their their animated movies, uh, their shorts, all that stuff has been a little bit of slippage in there. Like they just, they got in cruise control and they just kind of like, I don't know, they trusted the Tesla too long. They went off the road. That's where they're starting to go right now with me. So I understand why he's coming back. But, yeah, we can definitely do a deep dive in that on another episode. But, yeah, that's keeping on our top five for right now. And that was my little rant about what was going on with animated mm-hmm. movies. I definitely see, like, it's, it's shifting in a whole another way. Yeah, and- we'll talk about Uncle Ben's cabin on another date. Because, uh, yeah, I, I can understand people's uproar about having, uh, lack of a better word, gayness in your movies. But just keep in mind, Disney is the same studio that made Uncle Ben's Cabin with the Were Rabbit. The only where a, a, a black slave living in a cabin is trying to save Uncle Ben's Cabin. Disney won't even put down the video. There's worse things Disney has done movie wise than putting gay characters in there. But I digress. COVID. We're we're in World War Three in Russia and China's enemy. I, I I can understand someone having cold feet, having a animated movie with a Asian character being the lead. But this is damn Pixar, and they produce nothing for the most part as magic. This should have been released. Lightyear should have been streaming only. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with that at all. Very good point. All right, are we back to me right now? Yeah, number, number four for you. Number four for me. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Ooh, top five for Wakanda. I like it. Now, at first, I thought that was kind of low when I compared it to other stuff. But I was like, no, that's exactly where it was supposed to be. Now, this one was by far the most emotional movie that I've seen this year. I knew it was going to be tough watching this, but I thought Ryan Coogler did an amazing job of what he did with the death of T'Challa. Not just It's not just going in like knowing that he's dead, but they actually built off that emotion from the jump of the movie of like, okay, he's alive right now, but they're trying to work very hard to save him. So you had to, it's almost like you had to feel the passing all over again. It was very raw. It was very emotional. It was very quiet in the theater. Ryan, I I think you missed that part. I did. But the beginning (laughs) of that, I definitely heard some sniffles. I was definitely getting my thug tears out. I was like, oh man, Ryan Coogler did a great job. Like that first 20 minutes of that movie was like, like, nothing I have seen before as far as, like, the emotional ride that I had to go on as far as, like, experiencing the death of Chadwick Boseman all over again. 
Tisha Wright did an amazing job. She carried the movie. I definitely backtracked a lot of my comments as far as like my misogynistic like temperament on certain things that I saw in the trailers, like where I thought it was going, and I was I was pleasantly surprised to be completely wrong in where I thought it was going. It was nothing that I thought it was going to be. It was actually far more better than I imagined it was going to be and what it was. So Ryan Coogler, round of applause to you, Letitia Wright. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> if Angela Bassett don't get nominated for her role in this movie, she went fucking ham on the acting side. She went all out on this one. She did an amazing job as far as carrying like the first half of this movie, her and Letitia Wright. They did incredible. They deserve every praise that they get coming their way. Awards, like a hug, a pat on the back, a fist bump, <laughs> anything you can give to them, like passing in the street, they deserve all that because they definitely carried on the spirit of Chadwick Boseman in this film. And I was I was very surprised on how well it was made. And I'm definitely going to give myself a pat on the back. Thank you, Tommy, for calling out that, hey, Killmonger was going to return some way, you somehow. Did. You did I, say that. I'm yeah. glad you made I was going to bring it up, actually, yes. No. You, you were right. You guys, you were right. I swear. I didn't I'm, see it coming. When I'm right, I'm right, man. I, I be on point sometimes. But that was just, it was a great film. It was by far the best time I had at the at the cinema this year with my family and friends, the bar and going back, you know, time and time again to watch Top Gun. This one was a good like theater experience, sorry, experience with y'all, with my family, my friends and everything. So that was a good night out for us. I'm glad I picked this one to be our night out. So yeah, number four for me this year was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So awesome. salute to y'all. Good Which, pick, Tommy. Yeah, that's one of two movies in my top five that I saw in the theater. Turning Red, unfortunately, didn't even get a theatrical release. Um, I do kind wish of that did we'll... release in theaters. I think that, and I wish I watched uh, Violent Night in the theater, because I think it would have played a lot better. It played good in my house. I got Ooh. a big TV, but if I would have saw it in the theater... <laughs> it was fun. It, it was fun, because the whole crowd was into it. They were all laughing. Yeah, it, it was yeah, like yeah. it was like funny, and it was very entertaining yeah, to watch. I was yeah. like, damn, this is, this is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. I need to watch it again. I'm so, glad I own it, man. <laughs> I might have to do the same thing you did because I enjoyed the hell out of it. So, um, number four for me, and this was, I think, at the midway in my number one. So, it dropped a couple slots. So, I'm going to go with Doctor Strange in the Multi Universe of Madness. Oh, there we it's go. Number four for me. And I was, and I, and I, I'm just going to keep reiterating that it was just because of the darkness of the movie that I liked a lot. It, like you said, Dub, it didn't have a lot of the madness of the multi universe. It didn't really touch on it because i watched it like three times and um each time i kind of fell off of it a little bit because it didn't go into depth on the multi-universe a lot you know what i mean but i did like the um the scarlet yeah, witch that was the only yeah. disappointing part of that movie yeah. like they they built off this like multi the multiverse of madness but i was yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't that much madness and i yeah, didn't see much not multiverse at not at all not like, much they, multiverse they, at all they do see different versions of like like other universes but mm-hmm. i feel like they didn't go into depth of where it really could have went yeah it was very you just saw different versions of like a world of like like they're like um they're painting or in this or one they they're were like for a, five seconds at a time yeah when they were falling through different realms like yeah like we're bubbles in this one it's like man who gives yeah. a fuck man like all right man i get it i i oh, also before you go along uh-huh. because i'm i'm feeling myself i'm sorry I'm going to give myself another pat on the back right there because I <laughs> called John Kwasinski being Reed Richards. You did. I told, you did. Well, we, I told we you talked about that did. on the way when up. I, when yeah. I'm on it, I'm on it, man. So that was just me feeling myself. I was like, all right, man, right. Tommy, man, he, 
that boy good. That boy did, good right did there. Good, did good. Man. <laughs> this, this felt like this should have been. I don't, this didn't come out in summer, did it? it this one been came like out May, in March or April. March or April. Okay, so it was earlier. It was in the right. mid year, and I think it should have been pushed back to maybe like a summer. Maybe it would have been different, but I don't know. But I enjoyed. I enjoyed the darkness of it. I liked the Scarlet Witch coming out and doing what she became like the adversary um, and the villain in the movie. Yeah, great and, twist. And I thought that was a good twist. I didn't see that coming, and uh, now I don't know where they're going to go with that. But I thought she was pretty much the the main star in the movie, and not so much Doctor Strange. Kind of took a back seat to her. To me, he was more sitting in the back seat to me. So I enjoyed it still, though. I thought he did a good job. Um, wasn't a lot of the multi universe, but I just liked the darkness of it. I remember we argued about that. As more and more I looked at it, it's. it's n- it's still almost horror, but it's not quite there. It definitely it, made me jump. Yeah, it, it definitely jump had me a, couple, like a couple of times. I was a like, couple of times where she was chasing them in that little sewer or the underground part they were at, and her eyes were glowing. I could see yeah, that being she, like, like evil she came daily. out of like that yeah. liquid, that yeah, air or whatever. I was yeah. like, all right, they did. Yeah, when she was sneaking elements. into the temple, right. that was pretty sweet. That was dope. When she there were certain elements that was really good. She killed the um, the, the the Avengers that they had. Uh, what what they had with um, easily. Yeah, killed them easily. How you killed the Illuminati that the, fast? Illuminati. That's what they were calling them. Illuminati. I, I like that part. So that made me like like really really invested into the movie. And I, like I said midway midway through last year, I definitely had it at my number one, but it definitely fell some spots. I still put it in the top five because I enjoyed it. And if I get if it's on, I'm gonna watch it. But I've seen it three times now, so I don't need to go back and watch it anymore. But, um, yeah, for number four for me, I'll keep it short and sweet for you guys. Doctor Strange, I enjoyed but um, the Doctor Strange multi-universe and madness. I, I had that number four for me for the night. So, yeah. No, not mad at, not yeah. mad at not that mad one at, at all. Yeah. You think it's better than the original Doctor Strange show? Uh, yeah, I did. I think so. Yeah. I liked it more. Yeah. I wish – I'm jealous of you both, actually. Um I'd be hard-pressed to find a movie I was more excited about than Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. Now, as we've, we've got the, the Witcher TV series, Michelle Yeoh, playing in the background as we do this podcast, um, I thought there was another movie this year that did the Multiverse way better. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. That was a pleasant surprise. Um, I didn't hate it. Um, I kind of feel... Kind, Close to what Sean was feeling about Halloween ends from somebody who loved the original Doctor Strange, loved his part in the in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like the the contrast between him and Tony Stark, which they played fantastic with in, in Infinity War. And I'm a huge fan of the original Evil Dead trilogy and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Directed by Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. so I I was I don't think you get more excited about and like I said, I'll, spoiler alert, Marvel is my favorite studio. I talked about Pixar being number two. Marvel is my favorite movie studio working today. Sean brought up a great topic earlier in, in early episodes. He said he brought a great question. What's your favorite logo? For mm-hmm. for the, for the studios coming out, we has we talked about the New Line Cinema coming up. What two of my favorites are that light bulb jumping on the eye in Pixar, and how they do the Marvel logo, how they switch from the comic books to actually showing clips from the movie, and to go on the Wakanda Forever. There was a huge debate on whether you should recast Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. I felt when that Marvel logo came out. That answered any naysayers' que- 
questions about that movie on if they should recast T'Challa. Well, they, no, they did, but in a very clever way. No, because he's not. It's not the same. It's, a, it's his son, so well, it's a I'm, different. I'm saying character. like that was their version of like recasting. He's like T'Challa, but he's T'Challa. He's his heir, junior. So, so yeah. they did. They did it in a very clever, respectable way. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. And I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was honorable. I, 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 I still feel that you can't just recast a Stallone to fight Apollo Creed and Rocky Two. Uh, you can't just throw Bruce Willis in there to play the T, uh, the T one thousand and and Terminator two. Certain roles don't shouldn't be recast for the sequel. That's the unmetal test. That what kind of forever? We'll talk about that a little more as well. What kind of forever? I didn't hate it, but I was extremely disappointed with Doctor Strange, and I'm jealous that you guys enjoy as much as you did. I did. I wanted so much more from that movie. The visuals were good, but that's pretty much par for the course. I don't. It didn't. We're gonna see. We're gonna see Wanda again. I don't think she died when those stones fell on her. That's obviously outside of probably Thanos, the most powerful character in the MCU. She's not dead off of that. I hated no, seeing. I think they're gonna do like a Vision uh, show in another couple of years. So, so yeah, she has to come back at some point. I I, I enjoy. I hate to say it. I I enjoyed WandaVision more so than I did Doctor Strange. I really did. Okay, and I'm, not, I'm not mad at that at all. I don't think... Because I thought WandaVision was incredibly, like, well-made. It, it was. It was. I, and... But... Oh God. If if you didn't see uh, WandaVision, you have no idea what the hell is going on with those... With her fantasy kids and all that. Uh, it just threw, threw viewers for a loop, and I wanted to like it more. I didn't hate it. Didn't make my worst list or anything. But I can understand how people would enjoy. I wish I was in that category. And for the Illuminati stuff, even though it was kind of cool to see them, it was that was a double-edged sword because here we have one of the best actors of our generation being wasted in a role, which I wish talk about screen time. I was more disappointed they didn't have more of uh, what's Chattel Okafor as opposed to more Michael Myers and just. How do you have to tell Okafor in the movie as a bad guy? I couldn't. That was what I was excited for. I thought he was going to step up and be more because he wasn't in the first one. He was in the first one more than the second one. I thought he was going to be the main bad guy. So yeah, they didn't play off what happened after the well at the end of the first Doctor Strange. The end credits of him like going around like trying to go. He paralyzed that guy again. That that was that was one of the best end credit scenes in the whole MCU. Yeah, there was supposed to be a mission. They shortchanged like, Tell Okafor real no. bad net. He was going like all all the sorcerers or whatever. So he was on that mission, and then he just completely like like threw that in the trash. And all of a sudden, you see Charlize Theron in there. And like, oh my lord! Yeah, yeah. they they kind of went a different. That direction. was the worst. Yeah, I, I honestly feel that um, you could put Doctor Strange two out of the entire MCU. It doesn't change anything. You if you never see that, you'll still know you won't be behind on any of the storylines going forward. It, it didn't. It, it nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, but it was more CGI. Of a, it was more of a carry on from the Wandavision. As far as if you did follow what was going on with her and her kids, it, it took it a step further. As far as what was going on with that, so it was. She had her fantasy world in Wandavision, yeah. and she had a fantasy world for the first thirty minutes of this. Yeah. Then she learned that, like, hey, those kids aren't just something that I conjured up in this world. Like, they're real, and I can go find them in another multiverse. So that's what it was serving up on a platter for us to to understand is like what her mission was and how she turned out to be like the bad guy 
so to speak. So I understand what they were doing. It was actually pretty clever because I was wondering how they were going to carry that on from WandaVision to Doctor Strange. Because I think they played that trailer at the end of WandaVision, like her walking in the garden with uh, Doctor Strange or whatever, showing like them like linking in Doctor Strange to Wanda. So I like what they were doing with that. And I think they're probably going to do another twist of that with the the Marvels. But that, that's a whole nother theory because I'm all marveled up and I'm you know I got my crazy theories mm-hmm. and I got to bat another thousand for the next round so make sure I get my, my theories right <laughs> I thought for sure I, I, I thought this time last year I, I just knew for sure Doctor Strange 2 was going to be on my top 5 list you couldn't tell me otherwise I was more hyped for this than I was for Wakanda Forever honestly Man. but I, I, I was just slightly disappointed damn I didn't really? Uh, dead serious yeah I, I'm not completely on I've I, Wait, Chadwick, was that because you hadn't seen a trailer for Black Panther yet? Just because Chadwick Boseman dying, I didn't think there was any way you could make a sequel without him. Yeah, because I they think that trailer close. didn't come out to like summertime. So if you saw Doctor Strange, I can understand why you were more. Yeah, they had that. That was the post credit scene for um, Spider Man um, No Way Home. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying because there was no trailer out, and I wasn't too pumped about. it. I was just thinking like, hey, I'm going to be crying in the theater. Like a bitch. I can't, I can't be doing this because I know Chadwick Boseman's death hit us really <laughs> it hard. Did, it did. And there's going to be a lot of thug tears crying in that theater. And I definitely got mine out. My wife, thank God she didn't sit next to me because every time she knows I'm crying in a theater, she always like looks at me. I'm like, don't be staring at me, man. Like, like keep your eyes off on the screen, man. Uh, like, like, don't watch me. Watch TV. Man. Like, st- seriously. Because. I'm like, man, why are you looking at me, man? Because, you know, I'll be crying ugly when I be getting serious. It was just pissed me off. That she was, I'm just glad that she sat somewhere else in that whole – I had to buy a whole damn auditorium to get her away from me to not watch me cry in the yeah. theater because she knew I was going to be crying. That was rough. Yeah. It, it was rough, man, but it, it was very well needed, and I'm glad that they actually did that, that, that part very well. So thank you again, Ryan Kruger. Big time. Big time. Um, number four for me. Um, movie I just saw on Saturday, a couple days ago from this show. A movie I was excited for, but had no expectations of it making my top five. And um, looking at 2023 movie lineup, me looking forward to uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2, John Wick 4. Uh, what else we get? What other Guardians sequel? of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think Shazam is coming Shazam out. Shazam 2, Aquaman Ant- 2, Ant-Man. Ant-Man 3. Oh, yeah, that's coming out in February. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Part of me wishes I wasn't looking forward to sequels as much as I was because that's not always a good thing. So one part of me wants is super excited about original content. We got Oppenheimer coming out, new Christopher Nolan movie. Well, that, I know why am I so excited to see Oppenheimer? It's the, it's the atomic bomb. It's the Manhattan Project, baby. It's gonna be fucking awesome. It's, it, hopefully, it's awesome. I hope it's good. The sound is probably gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's not gonna have no sound. Christopher Nolan, he does not pay his sound guy well at all. He's been pissing him off. He's like, man, fuck you. Ain't nobody gonna hear shit. This bomb gonna sound like a firecracker when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, he gonna fuck shit up. I didn't have that problem until Tenet, and to a certain extent, I think your boy Tommy Hans Zimmer. Possibly his best work is The Dark Knight Rises. I I I have my problems with The Dark Knight Rises movie, but the score is not one of them. Hans Zimmer knocked that score out the ballpark. I love the score of Man of Steel. Fucking yeah, awesome. it was really great. Man of Steel was great. Was great like man. man, like damn, I can take flight too, man. It's like, <laughs> I feel like got me feeling shit. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, yeah, if you get a chance, uh, check out the your your boy um, your boy Nicholas Cage in uh, Face Off. And uh, and uh, Broken Arrow and and The Rock and yeah, 
Yeah. Wesley nope. Snipes skydiving in drop zone. Hans Zimmer is the man. Yeah, this score is fucking rock. Yeah, we ain't got to go there, but we already know. <laughs> I love we already zone. know what this legend did. <laughs> He's the man. He is the man. Um, so I don't feel so bad by having a sequel as my number four movie. Maybe it's not all that bad. And this is the sequel to Knives Out by the name of Glass Onion. Oh, it did make your top five. It did. Okay. I, uh, you know, I've been on the show for about a year now, guys, and probably you've heard about my uh, dislike of some small budget sequel called The Last Jedi. (laughs) So I'm not on the Ryan Johnson worship team, but I can recognize his talent. So even though he was the wrong person to direct a sequel to The Force Awakens, and he should never put his hands on Star Wars ever again, he's still one of the best filmmakers working today, and I felt he really solidified it with Glass Onion, a movie I thought I might like because I like Knives Out quite a bit. But damn, this movie was freaking amazing. It was really good. Um, I really think, uh, and yeah, I'm not going on a limb here, one of the things that all people who love movies is is actors. And this movie had a lot of good actors doing damn good work. And we were talking earlier in the show about how ensembles can go wrong. You put a lot of big names in there. This one didn't have the biggest names in the industry, but they had very good names. Uh, there was only one actor or actress that was in there that I absolutely hate. And that's Kate Hudson. I hate her. You hate Kate Hudson? I hate Kate Hudson. Even almost famous Kate Hudson? <laughs> Give a fuck. I mean, she was a hoe and everything that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why you like. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I've always found her attractive, and I think I her, she her like dad. I do have a man crush on her. She dad. does like she's just a bad blend of Goldie Hawn and uh, Kurt Russell. I don't think was she I not perfectly she, cast for her role in this? Uh, she was. She felt like she was overacting a little bit. You know how they always got to put like certain actresses in those scenes where they want to show off their body and their like their nicely toned abs, even though they're old as fuck. Like just showing off how good they look. I was like, eh, I'm just not that big of a fan. Well, that, of, that's of Kate Hudson. That's a good point. Now she was somebody who her character in this was somebody who used to be that person, perfectly toned abs, but now she's on the wrong side of forty, and, and you saw her. She didn't want to get in the pool. When uh, Dave Batista's girlfriend got in the pool, it was because she was making her look bad. She wanted that look still, and she still wants to be worshipped as one of the finest people. Um, I never got that from Kate Hudson personally. I don't really delve into her personal life. But movies she's in, I, I've I've liked her. And I, I do worship at the altar of Edward Norton. Uh, I don't think you can play a, a, a scumbag as good as that guy does but i do he think did a very good job for sure i do think he's one of the best actors of our and i was mad for a little while that i felt like hollywood was blackballing him for a little while but i'm glad that he's still getting work and he's showing people see, why he's it was good to have the man back he he is great he, he was he was really good hell even dave batista i was dave like batista dave. was awesome and like he plays his character very well he should he's a very underappreciated actor he was great did uh did you catch the hugh grant cameo that was so that was so random even Ethan Hawke at the beginning was so random. Threw me off. It threw me off. I was like, holy shit, he's in the movie. Then I didn't see him again mm. after, uh, as the movie went on. I was like, wait a minute. He just got into this movie just to be in here for like two minutes and he left? All right, fine, whatever. It, Ethan, but Hugh Grant being there was, his, was very random. It, it was. And like I said, um, I, th- I really feel that uh, on a deeper level, I, f- I feel like you can 
know more about an individual by their taste in movies. Just like it is when you know somebody's zodiac sign, favorite food, favorite color. Us talking about what our favorite movie says more about who we are as people to a certain extent. I, I really feel I you, can learn, you can learn more about people learning about what some of their favorite movies are. So what that says about me enjoying the hell out of this, even though I hate The Last Jedi and I'll never pay for another Ryan Johnson movie theater, this movie should have got theatrical release. I think it um, did very, very... For a week. For, uh, it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. It did for a week. And I'm glad you brought... I'm glad that got brought up because what the hell are you doing, Netflix? On, a, on one side, I'm glad you financed this movie and another sequel coming out. On the other hand... I would have loved to have seen this with an audience, and I think just like the original would have great word of mouth, the original was a box office hit. Why? I don't understand your business model. Why in the hell would you only put this in theaters for one week only? You could have made buku money off of this, even if it wasn't the biggest hit of the original. You would have made this. You would have made more money releasing this in the theater for a month and then putting it on Netflix. Well, usually the only reason why they will release into a theater is because they're trying to get uh, award consideration. Exactly. Exactly. Because I think they did that with the Irishman. You have to they release did. it in theater for a certain amount of time for it to be considered for awards. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't think they were thinking that this was going to get awards. Like, not saying that it wasn't a good movie and it probably could be nominated for something, but I think they did the same thing. But didn't Don't Look Up get nominated for a fucking Oscar, even though that trash movie had best original screenplay or some crap? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was original something, but it was fucking (laughs) Trinidad Dash. You guys hated that movie. God, I hated that same movie. It it, it was so much wrong, but we ain't going to get into that. But, yeah, I don't understand why the theater released, because if you bought the... Because they bought the rights to this one and the sequel to this, right? They did. Yep. I don't get why they would put it out in theaters. It doesn't make sense. Unless they really thought they were going to make some money off of this before they made all the money off streaming. But then again, maybe a lot of people didn't go when see I, it when in I get, theater. Why not get both? Uh, the, the original. Well, that's just being greedy. What What is Hollywood about? Do you think it's about artistic merit? Maybe. It's about the dollar bills. Yeah, but the quality of the this work. This is a business. If I had a quality movie like that, I would not send it in theaters. Not now. I would keep that on my platform at all times. Even if I... No. Uh, I, I hated that newest Mortal Kombat movie. Well, that, Even that they, was the year of the dual release, and that it, didn't work it, out it, very it well at all. It didn't, work, it didn't work out that much. But still, um, even that same year of the dual release, Godzilla vs. Kong made 300 to 400 million worldwide. If it wasn't for COVID, it probably would have made double that. I really feel that Netflix lost out on at least $200 million by not putting this in theaters. It would have probably made $100 million here, $100 million over in Europe, and that covers your budget, and then you get to make an extra $200 million on Netflix just off using the bandwidth and streaming. I've... I don't get. They, I don't. I just don't get why I, they release it to a certain extent. I don't understand why they released Day Shift, but I just not go off on the tangent. <laughs> no, we ain't going there. You, they, you Netflix has been one of the most successful companies of the past thirty years. Netflix deserves to be in the same category as Amazon and Facebook. It's that damn big, so they have money to blow. So, I think they did want that exclusive exclusivity. They, they, they want to be exclusive to them. You can only watch it. Because they, they, they don't need to make too much money off of this because they've already made dump trucks worth. So it, it wasn't that important for them to make a profit. Studios are scra- scratching at the walls. For pro- Everybody's trying to do the Marvel routine, set up a universe. 
Netflix doesn't have to because they've been such a success and they've cornered the stream market, which Disney Plus and Hulu and everybody else is and Amazon Prime, they're trying to catch up to. Netflix is still at the top of the mountain. That's why they they that's why I think. But this is some of their best work. I do feel that Glass Onion was a modern day masterpiece and I can understand if the humor and the twist don't work for everybody. So I'm not that's why I feel like I was a little bit too harsh with Sean on my disappointment with Doctor Strange cuz I can completely see someone saying it was okay. This movie was great from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the lady from Oh uh, uh, damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, he, he's this guy's it just it, it's of its time. So 20 years from now maybe they won't the audience won't understand the hilarity of the world's greatest detective playing among us on a laptop with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the lady from Murder, She Wrote on a FaceTime. I thought that was hilarious. It, it was fucking hilarious. And the twist I didn't see coming from a murder mystery, I stopped halfway through and thought about it. I was like, oh, I think he or she's probably the, the killer of such and such. Boy, was I wrong. And what the payoff was worked for me. Uh, Glass Onion one of the most enjoyable movies I've seen in the past 10 years. Sean, have you My seen it four. I haven't seen it. I saw it on Netflix. I'm about to say, because I was going to go on. No, I was no, going to no, get I... into it a little bit. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to ruin that. No, have okay. you seen Knives Out? Yeah. I've okay. Seen okay. Out. I think yeah. you'll like it then. Did, did right. you like Knives Out? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I just thought the angle that they did with uh, Janelle Monet. I thought that Worked. was really, that, that was very, that was very clever. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Hell no. I did not see that coming at all, but I thought that was like brilliant. Enjoyed it. Love that movie. No. And it was other little things that I did catch. So, at the very least, the way he directed this movie, like the little things that you catch, like in the background of like uh, certain shots, I was like, "Damn, that was really clever." I, if I wasn't paying attention, that would have that would have just slid through, and nobody else would have noticed that shit. But I, I would say he did a very good job directing this one, so I think that was a very good pick. And that was your number four, yes, sir. All right, number three for me: Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh shit! That was in my first half, as far as like being my top movies, and it still made the list. Yeah. This I can't say enough good things about this. First off, Michelle Yeoh, beautiful actress, still has it, still physically fit, still doing all these action scenes. It's nice to see that short round or where the hell that dude, short that little kid is, coming back, doing the action movies in this one. Like, the stuff that he did with the fanny pack, he made a fanny pack look fucking cool. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Fanny pack and chapstick. I was like, all right, this is this was very good. Like, all the weird stuff that they were doing, like this multiverse movie of like them fighting all this stuff it was just very clever it was very well written like the action stuff was good in it the storyline was captivating to me and the acting was very good jamie lee curtis like everybody everybody did a great job in this film it's very very weird it's not for everybody it's not everybody's cup of tea per se but for me i thought it was a nice clever like well-written twist of a movie as far as how they see like the multiverse and how everything is affecting everybody else. But I thought Michelle Yeoh did like one of her best films in her career on this film. And I thought that was an amazing one. So I'll just keep it short right now. Cause I know I gave this review earlier this year, but everything everywhere, all at once, it's a great movie. And it's my number three for this year. Very, very good movie. And I can't wait to watch it again. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Number three for me is what I just saw recently. I have to put Avatar in there. Damn. Yeah. I, I'm, I was, I'm shocked that it's so high. I, because I think the production of it was great. I was just looking at the world of 
Pandora or whatever they live in. Pandora. Like it wasn't the 3D effect that blew you out your the pants. The 3D was pretty good. That did it blew my pants off a little bit. Uh, this Glad blew it down. To, this blew it to my ankle. <laughs> it blew it to my ankles, but not all the way off. Like it, it, um, um, the, the, it's a good night. Yeah, it was a good night. It was a good night. Um, that was good that to was my a, ankles. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was. I can't. I, I won't say if it's better than the first one, but. It's a lot more sentimental to me. I feel like... Um, All right, question. Did you follow the storyline? Because I was very confused on some parts of the storyline. I was confused on the storyline, but... Did you I, understand what's going on with... Um, uh, Ryan, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. But it's my fault for the, nothing. I guess the new avatar that's supposed to be like Sigourney Weaver's... Like a, is that her... That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, Is that her daughter or is that like a new version of her regrown? I thought it was Kinda a like new... how they did with the one guy. What I think it was a new version of her being grown, because because uh, the daughter uh, Scully's daughter, I thought she had she sounded like Sigourney Weaver, didn't she? Like, yeah, like, it was yeah, definitely Sigourney Weaver's voice. voice. Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of weird. I was like, all right, is this is Sigourney she, Weaver's like? Because um, you know how they they, they, took they his, said like they took the one guy out, like, yeah, and yeah. they had to regrow him or something like yeah, that, in the yeah. Avatar. And I'm guessing, did they do the same thing? They might have did with Sigourney Weaver because she knows all about their heritage and and she was oh, connected to Awa and everything. Yeah, she could do weird shit with all the. Now that little girl was getting on my nerves because she was always sick or passing out and shit like that, and that was she was getting on my damn nerves. But now at the end, I saw why she was so sensitive because she was connected to that Awa literally, like she was Awa, whatever their little guy is. Uh, so I like that plot. I like how they. Um, Took the general dude and made him made all the the bad guys from the last one kind of into avatars into this one. So I thought that was pretty dope. I know Ryan, you haven't seen it all, so I'm not gonna tell too much. I like the way the visuals. I didn't understand the shit with the whales as much. I'm like, well, why are we connected to these whales so much? But the whales, yeah. those big ugly looking whales that they had at the end, because because they visit this water. Uh, part of it, and it's pretty much all in the water at the second half of the movie, uh, or takes place in the water. Yeah, because they they get driven out of their home, so they had to go uh, to the water because of the to the, uh, the military and the sky people, what they call them, were coming back. I feel like I went yeah. to the bathroom at that point. Oh, okay. When I, when I came back, apparently they was hunting whales, and they said like yeah. they got like some kind of something like, chemical in there that stops their stops human aging. Yeah, yeah, like a fountain of youth. You can get like it's almost like the equivalent of the fountain of youth, and like each one little vial is worth like eighty million dollars, and they can get you know, 20, 30 of these things in like, you know, one day, you know what I mean? So that's how they support their missions and all this equipment and tools and machines and military equipment that they got. And so I like, I like that, but the middle was too slow. I would say I was kind of getting drowsy watching and it was, it was, if you don't want to watch a long movie, don't watch it. Cause it's super long. Wait for streaming. Yeah. Wait for streaming. <laughs> but the visual, the special effects is way better than the first Avatar to me. It, I mean, the Avatar that came out in 2010 or whatever, it was still good. But this one, that the visuals were great. Like, when it was, it was nighttime, one of the scenes. And did you had, watch it in 3D? Yeah, I watched it in 3D. Uh, and you that, did, Tom? I watched it in 3D. I wanted to watch it in 3D IMAX. That probably would have been a little bit better than IMAX. I know. Yeah. But 3D was still good. There was some part where um, uh, his wife, the uh, old girl, what's her name? Um who plays? I, I can't remember. There was too many weird. Yeah, movies. yeah. But anyways, Zoe Zidano. Zoe Zidano. Whatever. She uh, shooting these arrows, and they looked like they were coming straight at me. I was like, "Oh shit, these arrows are pretty close." And uh, it was a girl sitting a couple rows 
down seats down from me. She was like, "Oh damn, these arrows are, that look real." You know what I mean? Like that shit look real. But I could tell they were getting restless. They kept dropping their phone on the ground, and somebody was down there farting and shit. I was like, "Come on, man!" So um, it was not for it's not for the younger kid. It's, you got to have an older kid that's, that's going to want to sit through this yeah, three this hours. Like the, yeah, like the attention to detail yeah. that he puts into his movies is amazing. It but, is. It is. But so, kids are not meant to sit. Still no, for three hours. No, and I can't even sit movie. still that long. I was getting real antsy. Uh, I enjoyed it still. It's sentimental. It's some sad parts in the movie. You're like, oh, okay, come on, Avatar, man. You're trying to make me cry now. You know what I mean? So uh, he has a whole family now. They've been there for a while, 12 years or something like that. So uh, he's a pretty much adapted. He's uh, Turuk Maktor or whatever they call him because he flew that big-ass you know, pterodactyl looking thing. And so they like be on his bees about that. You know what I mean? So only one person had ever done that before him. So, uh, he was chosen by a or whatever, but I still enjoyed it. I like the special effects. It's, it's, it's really dope. It's the scenery, like the water, the way the water look, I feel like I put my hand in there. You know what I mean? Like this shit look real. You know what I mean? It so, does look really good. Yeah, it does look good. So I'm going to give avatar that, um, the storyline kind of had, like Tommy said, had me slipping a little bit, but as far as the way it looked, that's enough alone to put in the top five for me. I got to go with Avatar as number three for me. So I'm not Avatar two, the way of the water. Yeah, I thought it was okay. good, but okay. unfortunately, it didn't make my top five. Yeah, it didn't make my top. Storyline was not because the storyline it just confused me at certain yeah. parts because I felt like for one I felt like they were being really lazy with the storyline by bringing uh, Stephen Lang back, even though he's an amazing actor. But I was yeah. like. You're going to redo the whole villain thing. So now what? He's going to be like another version of Kylo Ren. They're going to find some way to make him redeemable. I don't want that at all. You got to try something else. And another thing they got to stop doing, the colonizer part of the humans coming to the world to steal some shit. Yeah, we always Like, y'all got to stop doing that, man. We get it. They, they're trying to mine your world for all the, you know, the properties that they have that they can exploit and bring back to, you know, the other world. Now they're doing this whole thing of like, now they're trying to be like a... <laughs> Was it like they're trying to do a man of steel kind of thing? Like, hey, we're just going to take this whole world and turn yeah. it into a new earth. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Really? Then why kill the whales? Just leave them here. Right. Like, come on now. You can't just take a vial of that shit out, man, another way. Like, a lot of that stuff was just, it and felt his very kids weird. kids were annoying to me. Like, they kept getting into shit. Like, he was like, don't go over there. They go over there. They, don't touch this. They go touch this. Like, God damn it. Like, you remember yeah. what I said about, like, the top five things that annoy us in, like, uh, horror films? Like, well, the one thing I said is, like, the parents never believe the kids. They never believe the kids. Yeah. Like, trust your son. He's telling you some shit. Listen <laughs> right. to his ass. Right. Like, damn, dad. Like, that's why I believe my kids all the time, man. They, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Thing. So, I, I still thought it was good enough to put in the top five, though. Yeah, it, it it's doing well at the box office, so I'm, I'm, that's I'm an understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's doing better than I expected, but you know, I'm, I'm hoping this, the first one was the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, but it, it had very long legs; it kept carrying over and over again. This one had like a. I was expected to have a bigger opening than Black Panther. It actually came up short on that, which kind of surprised me just a little bit. I think Black Panther had like 180, 190. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this one was like well, 150, 160. So that was kind of surprising. Um, it's because uh, I thought they would have made more money off a three D ticket. Because basically, nobody's trying to watch Avatar not have it in three D. It almost feels like it's demanded that you watch it in three D because that's what you made it for. Uh, you touched on a very good point. That's one of the reasons I was. It actually came in a little bit below my expect. I predicted one fifty opening. It came in a little bit below that just for the first three days. But I don't think this is like the average blockbuster, especially based on how 
the original made its fortune off its legs in repeat viewings. It didn't have the biggest opening of all time or even for that month of December. It just had a very good opening and then had another great week two, a great week three. Great. Um, and this is a type of movie that people aren't necessarily going to rush out to see first week uh, just because the demographics is a little bit different than the average Marvel movie, as you say, where it appeals to teenagers, young adults. This movie appeals to that same demographic as well as our parents' age. And it's this is a movie, at least in my eyes, and I think a lot of other people, they will wait to see it in the best format possible. So I've seen, I saw Avatar 1 once in the theater, and to this day, one of the best theatrical experiences I've had, I thought it was a good movie. It didn't blow me, the visuals blew me away, but it was so good in 3D that I refused to see this movie any other way. So if if I went to see it and all the 3D shows are, show, are sold out, I'll wait till tomorrow so I can see it in 3D. I don't have to see Wakanda Forever in 3D. I don't have to see Top Gun 3D. Exactly. This movie well, I have to see in 3D. Top Gun, yeah. you have to see it in IMAX. I would yes, say it was biggest screen IMAX. possible. Yes, yes, it was great. With the Top sound, Gun, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that third dimension for every movie. I think you do need this for Avatar because I still like Avatar watching at home on a very good, large, digital High def television, but it's not the same with 3D. I enjoyed watching Avengers One and Endgame way more in 2D than I did in 3D. You need 3D for Avatar, in my opinion, and I don't think I'm the only person that feels the way. People wait to see it in that extended format, but because it's kind of like a big family movie, it's not. Uh, this is a movie where mom and dad will take their ten year old kids to go see it. Um. Yeah, because they ain't going to sit still for that shit. No, heck no. Uh, they're going to be fidgeting or either that. They're going to be sitting there too, snoring. Yeah, too many slow parts to keep them in, engaged there. My no son so it does asleep. slow down in the it, middle. It does. Okay. It does. My son was nodded off like halfway through. I, had to I thought talking. the original did. And there's still people that feel that's well, the I greatest movie for of the all first time. one because I hadn't seen it before. Right. True. What I was getting into now. True. I was like, all right, now. Come and on. That, and I think he made a huge mistake making it so long. Yeah. It didn't have to be three hours and 20 minutes or whatever. I'm about to say, if you just would have made it like two hours, 15 minutes, that's solid work right there. True. Solid work. I don't know. What, I'm, I'm, I'm very used. To, I miss the old days of just like making like a good old 90, 95 minute movie. I hear you. And call that, wait, call that a day. Wait. Keep in mind, Terrifier Two is two hours and thirty minutes, I don't, and it's, it's, no, it's these. This is a low budget horror porno film. It's, it's awful. It it's, is it's very off. few films that actually work when it's like a long run film like that. Marvel is starting to is starting to get to that just a little bit because I think Infinity War was like two and a half, and I think Endgame was like three hours. Endgame did not have to be three. They've earned that. Well, it it if it, it but, flowed a lot better. I'll give them that much. And like I said, the four hour version of uh, Justice League flows a lot better than the Justice League that we saw that was a theatric release. So there are exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, if it runs that long, there's a lot of dry spots in that movie. True. And it doesn't, sometimes it just doesn't redeem itself near the end because you're tired. Sometimes you, you fall asleep, you wake up, you miss some shit. I do that all the time when I'm watching a long-ass mm-hmm. movie like that. I think I did that with The Irishman the first time I watched it. I fell asleep Same halfway here. It through. took me two viewings. I yep. woke up again. I was like, oh, shit, man. Robert Daniel's still alive. Oh, he old? All right. <laughs> shit, all right. So, yeah, it, it, sometimes it just you have to know your audience, man. Sitting there with 3D glasses for three hours is just... 
it gave me a headache by the time I left, man. I had to stretch my legs, yeah. man. Like, I had to empty my bladder. I had to do a stretch just to make sure I ain't pulled a muscle walking out of there. It's like, <laughs> you got to do a lot of shit. Yeah, it took Getting about the three and some hours. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it already sucks to have, like, a movie experience where you got to wait in line to get your food. Now, all of a sudden, we got to do that for 30 minutes. Then we got to sit there and just sit here for three and a half hours. Like, nah, I'm good, man. Like, James Cameron needs to dial back. Tell a good story in two hours, right, solid time. Did it. Tops. Yeah, it didn't have to be three hours, man. Three hours is a lot, and especially when you got like two, three sequels coming out. To, oh man, I'm exhausted already. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, we got a long ways to go. Yeah, like so. man, I'm just like it just might make me wait for streaming or something, man. I can't be sitting in no damn theater for three and a half hours, man. That's just giving me a chance to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, man. Like I gotta go there in the middle of the day. I gotta, I gotta wake up from a nap to be well rested to watch a movie. Now, it's like you can't do that to me, man. I, I don't have the stamina to watch movies long like that but i understand avatar was a good movie but unfortunately it did not it did not crack mine my top five but i'm not gonna shit on it too much all right is it back on me now uh, uh what, what was it avatar was number three for me so you well, got number three. three did you get your number three out did i miss that i'm gonna have to bust out two oh. in a row here in a minute i'm sleepy uh, sorry <laughs> I'll, I'll go fast yeah. and my number three um and i completely understand if uh this is most people's uh number one movie of the year for half of the year, this is my number one movie. Top Gun Maverick coming in at number three. That's me. number three? That's kind of low. Number? Okay. I, I didn't okay, think. Okay. I, I'm not going to judge. Even, I, just, I just assumed that it was going to be top two for at least all of us. I, I, um, you would ask me maybe three or four weeks ago, this is probably my favorite movie of the year. You asked me this same question a month ago. This is my favorite movie of the year. And I really feel that this movie is going to have the same impact on a young viewer that Jurassic Park and Terminator 2 and those kind of movies had on me where you actually finally see the magic of filmmaking. And I think this will probably steer a lot of people even to take a path into the Air Force and and filmmaking. I, I this is this is a game changer movie, not only on the blockbuster level, but just on filmmaking as a whole. It goes against the grain that you don't need the big CGI green screen to make something good. And it does kind of um, solidify the theater going experience because there was a magical seeing this in in theater was something magical. And I I also say that it's probably a game changer for Tom Cruise's career. Big time. The Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise brand. If he wasn't a, a solidified movie star before this, he definitely solidified as himself as like easily one of the top three actors of all time. And very under—he's an underrated actor. He's—I think he's always been one of the best movie stars. No, just making like an exciting popcorn, and I hate popcorn, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, a raisinette. There we go. An exciting raisinette movie right there. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna say very original, anymore. very original, Tom. No, because this was. By far, one of the most rewatchable movies I've ever seen. Extra, by far, by far. Before this, somebody, it was it was Pulp Fiction for me as far as like being the most rewatchable movie ever. This one, extra, I think, tops that one. to me. I watched this like at least four times in theater. I bought it and I watched like four or five more times at home. I completely I've seen understand. It twice, That's it's great to it, watch. It man. is freaking great. holds holds up every viewing. Gets better. Damn near every viewing. And uh, yeah. Uh, it captures that feeling. That's that's that adrenaline rush that I seek out when I go to the movie theater. The two movies I put ahead of it hit me on a deeper, more emotional level. 
and that's why I put that these two movies above Top Gun. But the adrenaline rush, that high that I go to the theater to get, Top Gun gave that to me. Um, it, I mean, uh, we, I think all three of us love Mad Max Fury Road. I do. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. When that movie first started, uh, it showed Mad Max getting captured by the, the little biker gang, and it showed him getting handcuffed to the back of a car. Me seeing a thousand movies, I knew for sure that's when the title cards were going to come in. It was going to be Mad Max Free Road. It says, I have one role in this life now, survive. Then the music, I was like, oh, here comes the opening titles. Nope. Now he's getting tattooed going into slavery, and the title cards don't come up till about five minutes after that. And he's got a mask getting pulled over his face. And he's like, oh, it's even worse than what you thought. Now the movie's getting started. Yeah. The feeling I had on top of the people with bikes throwing bombs at the truck. And that's the that's the adrenaline rush that I go to the movies for. This the equivalent of the T-Rex biting through those power lines in the original Jurassic Park. I got that when Danger Zone start playing and we saw all the modern technology going. And I got that when I saw the missile going off during that mission towards the end after they had to get out of that that mountain they trained for it it it, it was awesome it delivered on all levels surpassed all hype um i've always been a fan of tom cruise but there was always probably five or ten movies i'll put above the original top gun top gun maverick is in the same category as uh terminator 2 aliens Whatever classic Dark Knight, whatever great sequel that you think is better than the original, and not only is makes the original better because of how good the sequel is, it's in that category, and it goes in the blockbuster Hall of Fame that we put movies like Jaws or The Avengers or Pirates, of, any just a great movie. And this even, is a classic. And even more so to add on to that point, it proves that you can make a high quality sequel even when there's a big gap between the first one and the second. Big one. time. Because, Big time. Does because like coming work. to America, try that failed miserably. Miserably. And there's and, and there's makes other ones. More, good point. That makes it even more impressive that he can Very do good a, a good sequel with this big of a gap in between. Fuck yes. Usually, because I thought it was impressive that they did with, what they did with the Force Awakens. What that was that big of a gap between that one and the one previous to that. And I'm not just talking about the prequels, but the one else was to follow up after that. It, it was just amazing to watch that Tom Cruise still has at that age. And I'm just going to carry that on and connect that to my number two, which is Top Gun uh, Maverick. Mm, That'll nice. be my number two for for the year. Then, you know, we already discussed that. We ain't got to go into detail about that. Uh, Sean, you want to hear him crack in number two? I'm going to go number two and number one back to back because uh, before we take too long, number two, Black Phone. Black you Phone. You put that number two? Okay. I really like Black Phone. I'm impressed. Ethan Hawke killed I'm that role. And I think that's a true story, too. Um, that's, that really happened. Not quite what how they made up with Ghost and stuff, but I really like I really like that Black Phone. Um, that was a creepy with the little boy having all these clues from past, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, suspects and uh, not suspects, but uh, victims in the house, and they were telling him, you know, it would have seemed like to me they were always trying to warn each other, but they could never make it past the next level of the little tricks that he or, or to to beat him. And um, the the main character, the young guy, he and the young kid end up figuring out how to do all those things and trap him in that hole and break his neck. You know what I mean? So, but Ethan Hawke playing the um, that that with that mask he had on and that 
type of character he was. I really enjoyed that. Uh, we watched that at one night on a Sunday night, and I was like, wow, this is great. Black Phone, I had to come back and tell you guys that one. That one really impressed me. That was one of the best movies of the year for me. So number two was Black Phone, and number one, I had to give it to you guys, Top Gun Maverick, number one for me. That, that I don't was blame you. One, I don't blame you. I really felt like I was on a roller coaster watching that. Like, God damn, man, stop flying with these damn things. Like, we watched <laughs> that in IMAX. Like, it was taking my breath away, you know. So, Tom Cruise, Megastar, this is one of the best things as, as far as I've ever seen, as far as, like, just being thrilling and exciting and exhilarating, all the words <laughs> that you could think of for for super fun, you know what I mean? So, it's a super fun movie. He, he, I'm glad they kept pushing it back just for them to get this type of movie out because it was well worth it for me. I mean, I saw that in IMAX and we sat in the front row, but it was just wow, it was amazing. So I got to give number one Top Gun, Tom Cruise, hell of a hell of a job. Um, everybody in Val Kilmer came back. I mean, this was a a good good production. Great to see an IMAX. You got to see it in IMAX. If you didn't get to see an IMAX, you missed out. It was something to behold, you know. I mean, felt like, like I said, I felt like I was at Cedar Point getting ready to get on the ride. So for me, those two, the black phones, number two, and for number one, is uh, Top Gun Maverick. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I understand. Um, what yeah. you got for us? Because um, I'll, I'll end it with my number one because it's it's probably one neither one of y'all expected. So I'll, I'll be left field. Well, I think my number two and one are going to surprise you. And um, the like I said, these the reason I put these two movies above. Top Gun Maverick just because they hit me on an emotional level. So um, I get all the hype. I completely understand if why people love this movie. And for the longest, it was, it was my favorite movie as well. Um, this movie touches, these number two for me, probably has the best acting performance of any role I've seen this year. And this is a movie that, came out of left field for me i didn't think i like as much as this. number two for me is a movie called tar called starring kate blanchett and this is about it's, a what's the name of this movie t-a-r tar what? starring kate blanchett i knew he was gonna go left field I, I, it's i ain't never heard of this film this movie uh took me to left field and i loved every second of it uh this is a work of art and this was the hardest decision for me before the show started is getting my number two and number one this is a movie thanks to Shows like the one we produce here with Cinemax Avance, I probably would not have gave a chance without hearing some good word of mouth. All I heard was, this is one of the best movies of the year. Kate Blanchett gives one of the best performances of the year. I didn't think I would really like it as much as I did. Um, this is equivalent of watching a behind-the-scenes documentary of John Williams when he's not um, at an award show. Uh, she's world-renowned composer, does orchestras all across the world, and she's got the prestigious orchestra in Berlin. And it not only shows her at the top of her game being respecting the craft, but it shows her personal demons getting away, people trying to backstab her to take her position. And this really is one of the best acted and entertaining movies just following a uh, iconic character all the way through i am shocked how much i really really love this movie i can't recommend tar enough i really think it's gonna blindside you guys because you don't know what you're getting into um this character that she plays this is the she's like the michael jordan lebron james kobe bryant of 
composers living in the modern day. So she has to deal with who happens to be lesbian as well. It's not part of the, oh, it has to be, we have to have a gay character. She's just a world-class genius who happens to be gay in a male-dominated field. And it shows all the repercussions because of that. And it really just hit me for how somebody can be at the top of their craft and try to stay there with all the other distractions and competition there is. Um, It spoke to me. Tar, one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. One of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. It really hit me. And for the same reason I really like Tar, as far as how people can overcome obstacles, even while people are doubting you, is why I'm picking this movie as number one. <sighs> Gonna shock you guys, I'm going Wakanda Forever. Whoa. I was Whoa. honored Damn. to be there with you guys. And That's number one? Number one for me. And believe me, uh, for most of the year, it was Top Gun. Even leaving the theater on that initial, and I've only seen it once. I saw it, oh, sorry, seen it once in the theater. I saw a bootleg copy online, camera in the theater, just like it was in the early 2000s. Uh, so I, that's why I seen the opening title card with Chadwick Boseman on the Marvel. But it's something about the underdog story that speaks to me, and um, I really feel this is one of the hardest sequels that it, was ever produced for Ryan Cougar to make. This is outside of uh, um, what's what's his face who made uh, the Force Awakens, uh, JJ Abrams. Yeah, I think this is probably the hardest job any director's ever taken on. Not only because of how much it had to be a financial success, it had to follow up a phenomenon without your lead star. And uh, yeah, I, I was with you guys. I didn't want to see. Um, I didn't want to see his sister take up the Black Panther mantle. I I I think we were shortchanged as movie fans, comic book fans as a whole that we only got to see one Black Panther movie and T'Challa in Civil War. And I still feel that the best Black Panther version we got is in Captain American America Three Civil War. That's the best best Black Panther that we got in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think anything tops Mukaptan, uh, I will not ask a second time. Yeah, no, Doing a triple kick it. on the yeah. shield, him scratching it. That was that was that was, it was great. So I liked Black Panther a lot, um, and it was it was great. I get it. I found myself falling more in love with Wakanda Forever. Um, how much both Wakanda Forever and Tar just stuck with me is why I'm giving it uh, a slight nod over Top Gun Maverick. I love Top Gun Maverick to death. But just like I said, each individual goes in the movie different. To me, if I had one little nitpick, I didn't need to see the flashback of Goose getting killed in slow motion and Top Gun. And to it, even more nitpicky, uh, it kind of pissed me off that the black guy and the Mexican guys was the one who malfunctioned their plane during the mission at the end. Very small nitpicks. <laughs> Very small. <laughs> but it, it, Top Gun Maverick is a classic along with these three. Um, nothing hit me more powerfully this year than Shuri step earning to wear that Black Panther model. And this movie not only has the uh, one of the more, most of the most heart-wrenching moments for me and the most longevity for scenes, but the, the score for this is absolutely fantastic. 
I really feel this is going to be one of the more underrated scores of all time. Uh, you don't get to see that uh, the Spanish side of history too much. They even delved into the Spanish side of slavery in this. Uh, this movie spoke to me on a deeper level against all odds. And it it's really just like Tar hit me for the creative process and how that intrigues me. I think what kind of forever is that because uh, without Ryan Cougar and Kevin Feige having faith in their vision, we would have had T'Challa recasted just because we think there, nobody's going to like a Black Panther 2 without T'Challa is in the character in the movie. They proved me wrong. Uh, multiple scenes are multiple, some of my favorites. This is I was thrilled seeing Danger Zone and Top Gun. I got the same thrill. Uh, seeing a Koye and T'Challa's sister driving through one of the whitest metropolitan cities in America, Boston, <laughs> uh, on a bike. I, I, I can't tell you the thrill I had and then fighting on a bridge. It, it was it was great and surpassed all expectations. I did not think I would like this movie as much as I did, and I love it more as time goes by. Wakanda Forever, my favorite movie of the year. Wow. I did not expect that. I don't know why, but I did not expect that. Either did I. Either did I. Even going into the theater. And it made it even more special I got to see with you guys. Um, yeah, you guys would have saw me. I'm telling you, I was tearing up in there when that score and her wearing that suit and her doing that little arm wrestle thing with Mbaku. Uh, she earned, I've, I've never seen a character earn that mantle as much as she did against all odds. Not only in the movie story. But as audience members as well, I guarantee you, everybody was telling them recast T'Challa, recast. I'm tired of seing female female action heroes forced down our throats. That's not the movie we got, and she ended up passing the mantle on to Mbaku, and she wasn't even that good of a fighter. All our fears were were unfathomed. She got her ass whooped most of the movie, but she had to earn that title, and she. I felt the storyline earned every bit of credibility it, it gave us. I love that movie. Well, it, it definitely worked and I was pleasantly surprised and you know, female empowerment, it it, it does work. Compare that better. to the three five five. Have you seen three five five? We ain't gotta talk about that. <laughs> okay. We already did our bad list. <laughs> we can move on. All right. All right. Now that leaves me with my number one. Now, in case you haven't noticed, it was not Top Gun. It was not Black Panther, not even Avatar. My number one this year was by far the biggest surprise of this year, and it was a movie I watched with you guys, and that is Prey. Oh, oh man, I didn't see that's that. That's what I'm yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, I understand. That was by far the biggest surprise, even more so of Tom Cruise proving that he is still not to be fucked with as far as being a movie star. This movie was incredible. I watched it at least five times. Watching it with y'all was pleasant enough for me. That was but I had to go back fun, and I had yeah. to watch that movie again on my TV. Bigger than yours, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to watch this on my big ass. I'm like, hold on, man. I know I watched this on Ryan's TV, man. But let me make sure I saw some good ass shit on my TV. I watched that movie again. I was like, damn, this movie is fucking fire. I like that they went back to the original spirit of the first predator, which made it so damn good. And that is just like men being hunted out in the world. Not, not a lot of technology on the, on the predator that came to this world. It was very, very good. I liked how 
like I told y'all in the first review, I felt like she was a predator, not the actual predator. I thought they kind of flipped that whole that little that phase. That was of it. dope. Yeah, it felt like she was the one that really wanted to go out and hunt and kill something else. Like the predator came here to hunt humans and try to find out where it, you know it's still on like the on the I guess the the scale of like a hierarchy of how they because you saw how he was working his way up to. Like he hunted like a like a, a snake, a fox, a bear, and all this other stuff. Then he worked his way up to like humans or whatever. So, I thought that was a nice little way of like how they actually saw themselves and and where they fit in on the 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 hierarchy of like a power or whatever. But when they were fighting, like near the end, where the fighting was really picking up, I thought that that's where the movie was really, really, really getting good. I just usually just watch the movie from there on, and I think like this movie is fucking incredible. It's my second favorite Predator movie as far as the franchise. The first, the first one is number one. This one is a clear cut number two. Clear it's, cut for me. Oh yeah, not even not even close. I love Predator Two with Danny Glover. I love you, but this one, this actress, she did an incredible job on this movie. I'm pissed that this movie is only on Hulu and it didn't get a theater release. It would have played damn shame. very well in the theaters. I wish more people would go out and watch this movie. I will give out my Hulu password to everybody listening if they want to go out and watch this damn movie. But Prey was number one for me. The biggest surprise. I think it would have done great at the box office if they actually released it in theaters. And it was incredible to watch. It was amazing. Word of mouth would have carried this movie. I was so shocked that the movie was this good. I had very low expectations, but of course, we're all Predator think all, fans. Think all three of us did. Yeah, mm. not, not bigger Predator fans than Sean, because no, that's why he got his bobblehead yeah, over there, because he, he earned that one. Oh, yeah. But this you got one, a tattoo, don't you? got a Predator yeah, tattoo? Yeah, he got, got a Predator tattoo, tattoo on yep, him, yeah. Yep, yep. But this movie was incredible. Edged out Top Gun by a little bit. This one, I Man. feel like, was by my most rewatchable movie this year. In the long run, I'll probably watch Top Gun a lot, but this year, I rewatched this one by far the most out of this year. And that had to go to Prey. That's my yeah. number one on Hulu, exclusively on Hulu. Hulu came with it, man. Oh, what, it, this, yeah. along with Turning Red, baffles me. These didn't get theatrical releases. Honestly, right. I think they were scared to put the Prey out. They didn't really know. I don't think they Yeah, were, because they uh, thought the yeah. other ones were so bad. They yeah, probably thought the name was I think tarnished. people were a little tired of the Predator at this point, you know. I don't know. This revitalized it. They, they it, saved it. Might, yeah, they did. Because if this would have been like one of those movies they just throw out there, just like, ah, just put it out there. We did it all right. We did a low budget, didn't put a lot of money into it. And they realized that this movie actually played a lot better with the critics and the audience. They would have been like, hey, y'all, we actually threw away a gold mine of a nugget right there, man. Hey, we needed to put some more money. I heard that they're planning for a sequel to this one directly. Oh, wow. And I really hope that they actually like pans out and they actually put it out in theaters. Um, this one deserved it, a theater release. It, it did. And unfortunately, Tommy, I think it's going to be downhill again for another 20 years with that franchise. This was lightning in a bottle. And if it wasn't for me watching Glass Onion and Tar on Saturday night, Prey would have been in my top five as well. Uh, it, I, I made a top ten list real quickly. Prey, Emancipation, Kiwi, Pinocchio by Guillermo del Toro. I watched Pinocchio. I didn't like it. Didn't, you, you, it wasn't for you? That wasn't for me. I yeah. didn't watch it, so I can't comment. Yeah. It, it was, these are honorable mentions, but I, coming into this show, Prey was number six for me, and that was one of the hardest things I had to make leaving out the top five, and it absolutely would have been. Um, that's what makes it so special. I'm glad you highlighted that because, unfortunately, it's going to be like, oh, so let's put the Predator in World War One. This sucks. 
let's put the Predator in Vietnam. Oh, let's put them on a pirate ship. So, <laughs> hey, that's not kind of hard. That don't sound uh, bad, it, it sounds dude. great, yeah. But once, it, once they a pirate make ship, it, it's gonna go down quick. Oh, they don't suck. got no weapons for we him. We are. Again, I promise you guys, we have 15 years of shitty Predator movies down the line. Be thankful that we got Prey because they, yeah. How the hell did uh, Prey ended up on uh, Hulu? I thought Disney bought them. They um, own who they own them. They do they own Hulu. Yes, the, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. so I think that's a 20th Century Fox. So game. you can get Hulu, Disney, and ESPN. Like if you sign up for like their packages, they yeah, I got correct. that. Yeah, I they got, got all that. that together. So another reason why uh, Bob Iger's back is that's why the other guy lost his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you don't release Prey and Turning Red in the theaters, and you give us uh, some crappy Lightyear with some unnecessary gate crap. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, that might be a reason I got lost a job as well. Good point. I'm glad you got a chance to highlight Prey because I absolutely, absolutely adored that movie. By far one of the best movies of the year, one of the best surprises in recent memory. And and just to finish it up, I just want to I just made a quick list of like some of the highlights. They're the highlights of this year. We are we already mentioned Black Panther, Avatar, Bullet Train was another one that I thought that was a pretty good one. Nice. The the sequel to Scream came out in the first quarter of the year. I thought that was the best Scream that they did since probably the first one. This last one that came out. It was better than Scream 4. I'll give it that. Oh, a lot of things are better than Scream 4. <laughs> so we gotta go to that. Uh, Uncharted was a pretty good one with uh, Tom Holland. Uh, the Batman, we mentioned that. Ah, yeah. yeah. The unbar- I like that. I like that a lot. The Unbearable Weight of a Massive Talent with Nick Cage. I my- thought that would be in my top five. How the, how the world should. I love that It movie. was in my top five earlier this first half, but I, uh, unfortunately, they put out a lot more fire the second half. So, unfortunately, Nick Cage had to scoot. I apologize. Uh, we got Elvis was another low key, low key good movie. big fan of that. Elvis big was fan. very good, and uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, eh, eh, it, it exists. That's all we got to say about that. Uh, Note came out this year. I thought that was, I thought that one was pretty good. I didn't have a chance to see The Woman King. That's the, one of the movies that I wanted to watch that I never got a chance yep, to. That came in my top ten list. I think it's on it. HBO Max. Yeah, it, I think you're right. So I got to get to that pretty soon. Uh, good one, good one. Black Adam came out this past year. Pretty good, pretty good showing. For I the watched while. that again. That's on HBO Max. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, Emancipation, which I saw this past weekend, which was pretty good, but it didn't crack my top ten. Like, we, we ain't got to get to this. We'll get to another day. Uh... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I only wrote that down because okay. I remember Sean made me watch that <laughs> shit. He's like, "Hey man, this movie pretty good." I watched. I was like, "Man, did we watch the same movie?" <laughs> yeah, that was. I vouched for that. I like that I movie. That too. I did too. That was just. I was just, like, it's just, it's just, yeah. just a slash him up, cut him up. That's all it was. The fire yeah. scene in that whole movie was when they tore him up on the bus. Up on the bus, oh, I was like, "Oh, was... all y'all did." So yeah. is this what you guys would call turn your brain off and just enjoy it? Yeah, I, I would. I, yeah. Well, well, they. I guarantee. I guarantee. Day Shift had a better cast. And fifty million extra dollars, budget wise, than what that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they tried to bring back that original girl. That didn't work. That was terrible. That, like she's not going to be the Jamie Lee. Oh, Curtis. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that ship has sailed. She old as shit. <laughs> that was that was my pet peeve. Oh, another good one. I thought Netflix got uh, a Medea Homecoming. That latest comic. Okay, that was good. That was really good. That was funny. I thought that was really funny. It's on uh, Netflix if you want to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. The Adam Project, Ryan Reynolds constantly mm-hmm. taking Netflix money. Uh, X was another good one. The I the first did. one before they did Pearl. Did you like, which one did you like better? I like Pearl better. Okay, okay. X was just, 
You know, fuck Fest 97. Yeah, I thought that was overhyped. I didn't like X as much as... Uh, Spiderhead came out on Netflix. I thought that was pretty good. Hustle with uh, Adam Sandler came out this past year. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Uh, The Gray Man, which damn near going to bankrupt him at this point. That movie (laughs) cost so much money, but it was was just all right. It was all right. It was all right. I remember one of y'all bringing up Breaking, the one with... uh, uh, I enjoyed that. John Boyega and uh, Michael K. Williams. Didn't make my top 10, but one of the better movies I've seen this year. I heard a lot of good reviews from that one. Yeah, what else we got? Uh, I said Pearl. Uh, the Hocus Pocus uh, sequel came out, which I actually thought was actually pretty good. Actually, really y'all I, saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile? <laughs> I'm just joking. I didn't see it. No plans. Like, I, I was like, did he ask me a serious question? <laughs> Do it look like I watched Lyle Lyle No plans. <laughs> that came out this year. Get that bullshit out my face. <laughs> uh, the movie Smile, which had like by far Ooh. the best, like, uh, 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 marketing campaign, the best marketing campaign that I've ever seen. In I can't, time. I can't argue with that. People smiling in crowds is being creepy. That was as freaking shit. awesome. I was like, all right, man, they they paid this people this kind of money to just stare at the camera and smile. Like, all right, good for you. Uh, the Good Nurse, which my wife claims is one of the better movies of this year, with uh, Eddie, uh, the dude, the dude that played at uh, Fantastic Beasts. I can't think of his damn Eddie Redmayne, something like that. The lead actor in that? Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. And it had Jessica Chastain in it as well. Okay, I know what movie you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and uh, the one movie that I tried to watch this past uh, weekend, but I didn't have a chance to go see it, which I'm anticipating would have made my top five, is The the Whale with uh, Brendan Fraser. Yes, okay. yes. I've been hearing a lot of good reviews that this is like Oscar-worthy like a uh, performance for him. So I was very much looking forward to seeing that, and I'll probably see that pretty soon. But unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see it before our – or a year-end wrap-up, but... Yeah, that goes in the same category for me as Avatar 2, and um, uh, what's the other one I'm missing out on? Ah, crap. There's another one that's getting a lot of hype. But yeah, I think Will looks really good. I'm a... Brendan Fraser, I hope he has... I really hope he knocks that role out the park. Yeah, it feels like he might be like the comeback kid of the year. That Every year, there's like uh, somebody in the cinema world that makes a really good comeback. I feel like he was going to be that guy this year for making like a really good comeback and I was really hoping that it turned out as well as I thought because I am a fan of him in particular uh, same here uh, uh, underrated comedic actor he's yeah we all grew up with Brendan Fraser yeah and seen, and no seen man. No man. Yeah, 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 yeah we grew up with him uh, have you guys seen the movies get, get a lot of hype with Colin Farrell the Banshees of Inna Sheeran have you guys heard about that movie I have not I have that's not been getting that. a lot of that's another one that's uh, getting a lot of hype I didn't get a chance to see yet but I heard that's good the uh, Fableman, Steven Spielberg, that's probably going to be slow-paced. But, yeah, it's supposed to show young Steven Spielberg. I got in the movies. I got to see that. Um, I thought it was overall a good year for movies, in, in my opinion. So, and and also, to- if we can just get to it really quick, for shows. Like I said, The Best Man, The Final Chapters that came out on Peacock, that's probably going to be my show of the year. It's very, very close to being taken over by the Stranger Things that came out this year. It was a long wait, but good God almighty, this, this season of Stranger Things being split up, it was by far one of the better highlights. That was a great summer. That was a great and summer. And that one episode with uh, Sadie. Um, with the Kate Bush. Yeah, yeah with that, that Kate Bush episode. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like that damn near broke the internet. I uh, know, man. Like, everybody was watching that, like crying and shit. That, like, oh, my God, you can't kill her. <laughs> It, it 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 was a great it was a great time. Like if Netflix can figure out how to go into theaters for like for real and let us watch that shit, I would love to watch that with family and friends. Just watching that shit for like two three hours straight and just watching it with my family and friends. That that'll, that'll be a cool experience for me. 
but yeah, it's been a good good year for shows. I think This Is Us ended this year. Crazy Anatomy. I feel, is that show still on? That's ne- that show's never. The Simpsons and Grey's Anatomy and Cockroaches will be here at the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, those, those are the only things that are going to survive. Those shows will never stop. That was funny. I didn't see that coming. Cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, of course that show's still on. Yeah. Uh, Atomic Bomb goes on. It's like a Grey's Anatomy DVD. Cockroaches. <laughs> like, oh, I get it. oh, man. I'm like, damn, man. Like. Like, damn, this must have been one hell of a show. Man. It lasted throughout all this shit. Well, I get it. Yeah. yeah, that show would just not go off the air. Man. But did we miss anything? Any other highlights we got to make up for this year? Because this has been a it's nice been, little bounce back a year long, for us. That's a good year, yeah. Cinema. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm glad um, you guys highlighted some movies that I didn't get a chance to, especially Prey. And uh, I just want to say sorry to Sean. Because um, I think I was a little bit hard on Sean previous episode when he compared Tom Cruise to Jackie Chan. He 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 deserves to be in the same category as Jackie Chan. Yeah. I I, work, I grew up worshiping Jackie Chan and him breaking his neck, falling down five stories. But if you're gonna hang off the side of a plane and get in, in an F eighteen <laughs> and skydive, Tom Cruise is just crazy. He, Tom That's Cruise it. is the man. Tom he he he's, he deserves to be in the same category as Jackie Chan. So I'm sorry I got so defensive, Sean. He's absolutely in yeah. That same I don't case know if him. I would have. Yeah, it sounds like to say I don't. I don't know if Tom Cruise is Jackie Chan's equal to me. Stu- Tom I, Cruise, I like he goes leaps and bounds above. If y'all just talking about like the stunt work, all right, I understand where, where you're going with that. As far as being like an actor, like a versatile actor, I don't think Jackie Chan has the chops to do anything serious. True, that's a double sword. And to a certain extent, I feel like. I over I got too defensive when people would say LeBron's the best of all time. Best of what? Best basketball player of all time. I, I got like too what defensive. Basketball? Like all basketball? Like, <laughs> yes, yes. He's in the category. Tommy, he's in, exactly. He's, he's in, in that category. category. That's if all I'm saying. Yeah. If you're in the top five, and, and I've, I've the fact matured, that you have to have an argument about it is the fact. Now, keep in mind, fact he's Tommy in, is. Or Kobe. Fit, exactly. Yeah. Tom, I, I guarantee Tommy feels. It's offensive for you to even put him over Kobe Bryant. I do. But which I think, I, I'm, I in, think, I'm in the LeBron's belt. I think, Tommy, Kobe. you're a little bit on the outside, though. I think that was just it's, – it's the one and two, then the other – I think Kobe's kind of coming around third. You know what I mean? If you like, go to California, Sean – Oh, I'm pretty you, sure. You might get lynched for saying that. Yeah, but I think the rest of the country was saying – yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm you got to go to the country that burned his jersey. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that part. Yeah. LeBron – They were – I don't think there's a – no. I don't think any – any Laker is more beloved than Kobe Bryant, and I and I I still say Jordan is the best. I just think I just want to say LeBron's in the category. That's all I. Would he say. is. He absolutely is, and so is so is Kobe. Uh, Kobe's in there too. And yeah. I'm going to be less defensive going forward on defending my position because I, at first I really felt it was disrespectful for even mentioning LeBron in the same category as Jordan. I'm, it's not. He's earned that. He deserves yeah. to be mentioned. He's nowhere close yet, and never will be, but he deserves to be in the category. So I apologize. Tom Cruise is in that same category. Yeah, I think so. And a better actor than Jackie Chan, yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. This, was, this was a great year, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, year. I really enjoyed it. Great, really great, enjoyed it. great year for cinema and a great year for us. We've been, taking, we've been taking steps this year. We've been doing a lot better. This past year we had our, had our first official interview, Andrew Guilford. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine we're gonna do some bigger things next year, man. Like you bring Armbus and dude here, man. I'm gonna have be I'm yeah. gonna be like a real reporter. I'm gonna be out there having a list of everything. Yeah, he's actually been in some movies that we've seen, so we can we have a lot to talk about with my man Cobra Rhodes. That's his name. So we're gonna try to get Cobra Rhodes in here. He played in Emancipation. He played in um, a movie with Sylvester Stallone, arm wrestling movie. I don't know if he he's been a, he's an interesting person. So I would love to. To pick some stuff from him, so yeah. I'm bringing yeah. my autograph marker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I definitely feel like I need to do some research. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to be in here unprepared and everything. Oh like yeah. That. I don't want I don't want to be that guy. But oh yeah. I I am looking forward to talking to somebody in, in the industry. Who oh yeah. Have, Who's been especially in the movies, who yeah. who met Sylvester? I have so many questions about where like Pretty where he sure was he in his went, to meet Sylvester Stallone. Probably met Will Smith too. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, in the movies. You know, so. Will Smith ain't smacking his ass. <laughs> no, he go get arm wrestled. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you get That's smacked by him, you going down. You staying down. You go grab that arm and <laughs> some about those country strong boys. <laughs> One thing about Avatar, there's the scenes when they fighting on these boats at the end and the Avatars throwing these guys over there were screaming real <laughs> throwing them off the boat. It was, I, I, I laughed at that. Nobody else laughed in the theater. But I forgot you got to think about screams. Yeah, yeah. There's some funny screams because there's some humans in, mixed up with the avatars and they're whooping them. They're throwing them all over the boats <laughs> and they threw them off this ship. <laughs> <laughs> off I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Sure, I'm going to find oh. a damn scream. I oh, swear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, all right. Once again, I want to say thank you all. Mm-hmm for another great year man we did really good this year and thank y'all for the fans who've been listening to us and we have a lot of good stuff store for y'all next year so hopefully you guys have a a great holiday weekend I'll like bring in the new year yes yeah, so thank all y'all for showing up for us y'all be safe this weekend don't do nothing stupid i'm gonna try to stay up to midnight i don't know if i can you gonna be at the <laughs> casino uh, uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably, uh, i'm gonna hang out with my good buddy tyrone and he's having people over so i might just do that uh casino out for a while I'd, when I leave with money, I know I need to not go back for a while. So uh, Got a big football games weekend. Yes, Michigan. They're back Saturday. This is the chance to go to national championships. So everybody wish them well, even if you were a suck eye. Who gives a damn? But give a, <laughs> check Please them out. Lose. Please, Please lose let them weekend. lose. Yeah, but yeah, y'all be safe this weekend, man, and have a happy new year. So. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good new year. Hopefully, yep. y'all had a good Christmas. Hopefully, y'all yep. survived this nasty weather that came out. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, man. Man, it was terrible weather, man, but, you know. At least we're not living in Buffalo, New York thing yet. Oh, man, but thank y'all, all y'all, for supporting us. Thank y'all for listening to Cinemax Avant. Look us up on Facebook, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Like, wherever you get your podcasts, we there. And uh, tell them that we sent y'all. We hope y'all have a good weekend. And we'll, I guess we'll be corny right now and just say see you next year. All right, all right next year. Good night. Good God bless later. y'all. Mm-hmm.